Hello and welcome to Famicast 97, your Famicast for the early part of February 2017. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. Guess I picked the wrong year to give up drinking. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Jesus. Ty Shugart. I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> um, he gets it. Yes. And Cyrus Delaney. Uh, I, I'm guessing there's some sort of American politics stuff that I'm supposed to be aware of, but I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look out your window, see the jet fighters going, crossing <laughs> through the, st- the sky. <laughs> right. Okay, well, we got a pretty packed show today, so I'll tell you what, we're just going to go ahead and get right to it. We'll take a break here and be back with some new business. Okay, and Cyrus is going to go ahead and kick off new business. So, my first game on my list is I've been playing that new smartphone app, the Fire Emblem Heroes. Sweet, and, sweet. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about Fire Emblem except what Smash Brothers has taught me. <laughs> so this game is basically just, you know, a gacha mechanic plus Fire Emblem fan service. So I have no idea what's going on in this game. <laughs> my my like knowledge of the game so far has been, okay, I've got a pink lady on my team. This one's got red hair. Ooh, look, it's Marth. I know that guy. And then <laughs> Marth's a girl. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> It, that's up for debate, according yes. to, to Tumblr, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing this. I assume I'm not the only one here who's been doing that. No, I, I've, I've been playing it, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I've played some of Fire Emblem Awakening, and I own a few uh, Japanese Fire Emblem games that I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, like, I have no basis for, like, a lot of these characters that are coming up. Some of them I might have seen in Smash Brothers or heard of on podcasts or something. But, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a pretty cool game. Like, the as far as smartphone games goes, it's pretty good. There's a lot of content in it for for a free-to-play, you know. You can, you can happily play this game without putting any money into it, at least right now, anyway. Absolutely. Like, uh, they give you a huge amount of free character unlocks as you go at the start. And uh, I've, wh- have, have any of you gotten anything decent? Like, any gold characters or anything? No, I, I've... So, James, you've also been playing this a little bit too, right? Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, I've opened the app. I've played around with it. But... Um... I, I was going to say, I sent you a friend request. <laughs> Did, I? Did you? Okay. Yes. Great job. Sorry, I believe you. I'm going to do that to you too, I guess. Oh, yeah, you guess. I, I, I think I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tweeted out a picture of my friend code. Uh, yeah. And uh, a few people added me. I saw oh, you yeah. complaining about the friend codes. This is one time I'm going to give Nintendo the kind of pass because literally every gacha game like of this style uses friend codes. It just seems to be a style of how these games work. Well, there you are. Danny Biv, tier two. Yeah. I just accepted you. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, it's like 15 random people from Twitter just a- added me. So uh, I got some golden feathers or something. 
whatever. I don't even know what they're used for. <laughs> they are used for cracking up your characters once they've reached level 20. And actually, they're not gold. I think they're silver. <laughs> whatever it is. Feathers. They might be white. I don't know. It costs, like, if you've got a... So there's different ranks of characters. One-star one characters are garbage, and five-star characters are the toppest tier guys. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, like, evolve a character from rank four to rank five, you need 20,000 of those feathers. Right. Which is like, Jesus. that is a lot of dead birds. There is, there is <laughs> <laughs> like, with everyone playing this game, trying to level up all their characters, there must be just carcasses, just de feathered carcasses rotting across this landscape. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. They're white, and they're called hero feathers. Bald eagle feathers. They're just scalping <laughs> them everywhere. Yep. <laughs> I mean, um, the the presentation's uh, pretty good, I guess. I mean, is it... I mean, I don't play mobile games, so is this, like, better, worse, uh, equal to um, these kind of games? Um, For my... I've only played a few. I played, like, Kingdom Hearts, and I played... I played Hearthstone, but this is pretty much the first of this style of, like, unlocking characters gacha I've played, except for Kingdom Hearts. And it seems pretty good. Like, pretty standard fare, but pretty good all the same. Like, I love the art style of the little characters. They're really cute. I'd love to see a full game with this art style. I guess they remind me of um, that rhythm game, that Final Fantasy rhythm game. <clears throat> Theatrhythm? Yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> those kind of chibi-fied versions of them. But not, yeah. not that I recognize any of the characters that are, that are on my uh, screen here. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. There's, there's, there's like, how many Fire Emblem games? Like 14 Fire Emblem games? There's a lot. And each game has like 10 to 40 characters in it or something? That's, that's almost equal to Final Fantasy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they don't uh, number yes. them, so you don't know. So like I, I, like, I have Roy on my team, and I'm like, hey, that guy, he's cool. And just... Because he's in Smash Brothers, that's the only reason I know who he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's the guy I didn't pay for for DLC because he's a yeah. copy from another game. Yep. He's, um... So, yeah, the game is, like, you get nine chapters of a story mode and for free when you first get the game. And the story is quite long. Like, you, you do have to do a serious amount of grinding to get your characters up high enough to beat the story. Hmm. And... The story is definitely, if you have never played a Fire Emblem game, the story means n- literally nothing. Like, <laughs> it's just, you show up in a Fire Emblem universe, the guys go, hey, he's <laughs> right. that character from Fire Emblem. And then that's the entire story for that section. They, right. they keep talking to you about, like, you're from another world or something. Yeah. Our world or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they suck you into this world and then they give you a fan service gun that, like, just shoots fan service people at people. And. It's like they keep referencing, like, oh, you've got buildings that scrape the sky and metal carriages and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then they also say that they don't want to send you home because <laughs> right. they need you. And it's like, because you're the only guy who can summon all these other heroes. Right. And you're a master tactician, too. Yes, of course. Well, I am. I don't know about you two. No, of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, you know, Sai, so you're mentioning, you know, characters and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think right now I have something around like 20 characters or something. And, um, I've, I've never got a five star character in all of my draws yet. I do have a few four star characters, star characters, which was cool. But I just actually, I just got it like three of them last night. So they're like level one, but, um, I think I have a, oh God, shoot. 
oh, I can't remember his name. He he does like spells. Robin, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, with the book. Well, yeah, yeah. Books. I have like a a four star Robin. I had like a two star one or something, and then. Um, what you know, it's kind of like Pokemon Go in a way, or if you have like duplicate characters, which I was kind of annoyed that in you know your precious orbs that you're spending on these gotcha things that you can get like duplicate characters, which is, I mean, whatever. It's probably just how all these games are, but yep. <laughs> it was just like, oh man, but you know, you could combine like your lower your lower rank character to the higher rank one, and he can get like you know, some kind of minimal stat boost or something like that. Um, I saw a guy, he spent, uh, it was just last night on like the Fire Emblem Heroes Reddit, mm-hmm. where he spent a thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that. Just buying like uh, pulls on the gacha in the game. So he was getting five random characters for a thousand dollars worth. Wow. And he still didn't get all of the characters in the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he's got, he's missing like four or five, I think, out of the the full set. So this game is harsh, harsh show. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about actually the, the combat portion of the game? Have you, well, obviously, have you, did you say you cleared the whole story or? Yeah, I've cleared the story and I'm halfway through in hard mode and other stuff. The, these kind of games, I have a history of going like absolutely maniacally into them for a couple of days. Okay. And then never touch them again. Okay. So I'll probably taper off on this after a couple of days. Sure. But I, I think the, the combat is really good. Like, mm-hmm. it's small. You've got four characters, usually against three or five enemy characters. Mm-hmm. And the screen is pretty small. Again, it's only like eight by ten or something. A grid. And so you've got very limited movement options. It's very limited strategic options because everything is so condensed. But it's still really good. Like, it's it's pretty fun. I like it. Right. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I like that it's it's not so intimidating because it's a little bit smaller and a little bit more manageable and you're not going to have to worry about sitting around for an hour and then losing and then being mad. <laughs> I mean, if you lose, you'll probably do it in under five minutes, so it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's the, you know, kind of the rock, paper, scissors mechanics with, like, the uh, different weapon types and whatnot, which is, you know, kind of interesting, I guess. Not whatever. <laughs> I mean... Um, but, you know, you, with that in mind, you have to kind of think about who you're bringing into the fights and stuff because you can see what types you're going to face before you go in in the story mode and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm at a point right now in the story mode where I, I had leveled up a bunch of, like, uh, I think, like, the sword wielders. And I think I have, like, a couple of – I have an archer, then I have my uh, Robin. And, um, yeah, and it's to the point now where on the – uh, pip, rock, paper, scissors, skill tree thingy. It's like everything I do against like half of the characters I'm facing. This does like absolutely nothing except <laughs> from, from like maybe one of my characters. And it's, I'm going to have to, you know, grind some other characters to, uh, you know, kind of tip the scales in my, in my favor. So. Yeah. That's... You can only ever take four in at a time. Right. Yeah. W- okay. Which makes it really hard to pick your team. Because. Yeah. Like, I, I, at the moment, I try and keep a balance of, like, one blue guy, one red guy, one green guy, mm-hmm. and then either an archer or a healer who are, like, mm-hmm. type neutral. Mm-hmm. But, like, trying to juggle if you need a healer or an archer or two fire guys or whatever, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool. It's I, interesting how limited it is. So when you summon, I'm just... 
I'm just actually just loaded up the game now. So when you press summon, you can choose like a color, red right. or green yeah, or blue. So, so that then I'll get a blue character, red character, or green character. Yeah, right? you will 100% get a character of that color. But I don't know what any of those colors represent or mean. So blue, you... is, blue is like lances, green is axes, and red is swords. Yeah, they literally say it, James, like in the Yeah, yeah but like, do I need like... Two of each of them, like no. So it this just, it just works out. The blue beats red, red beats green, green beats blue. So how do I know what color the current ones I've got are? Oh, I just got a three star Corin. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's Smash, Bros. Smash yeah. right? Yep. She, oh, it's a she though. Yeah, the, it's I, a male I, and female I, version of her. I have Corin, the female one. Yeah, me too. Um, so you can check up on your team it should show what color each of the characters is up on your little team slot at the top of your main screen okay and then before you go into each battle too story mode or whatever mode you're going into you can see like it'll show like little those little color things like there and it'll say like hey you're going to be fighting one green one blue two colorless or something and um plan accordingly or just go in without any plans All right. um, so what I've seen from a lot of people is that like that this is a fantastic advertisement for real Fire Emblem games. Yeah. It's like it's small enough and limited enough that it makes you crave a proper strategy game. Mm-hmm. And it also introduces you to like a lot of people will never have heard of Fire Emblem. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a huge series, but it's still, you know, weirdly one of Nintendo's least known series. Right. Yeah, especially outside of Japan. And yeah. I mean, you know, with the success of things like Awakening and the, the latest games, uh, Conquest, Birthright, and all that stuff, like, you know, it's it's getting a bit of a bigger name, but it's not like Zelda. It's not like Mario, obviously. Well, they're but, trying to make it, aren't they? Yeah. They're trying and, to make it like a a, a main-tier game, an A-tier yeah. game, aren't they? Right. And, you know, with that last Nintendo Direct, you know, for Fire Emblem, <laughs> we, you know, what we, we discussed last time, I believe. I mean, yeah, it's 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 they're banking on it, you know? And, you know, like Cyrus, like you just said, man, like with me playing some of heroes, like I have awakening and it's in English. So it's like, I have, it's not like there's going to be anything in there that I'm not going to understand unless I forget English, which might happen. But, but <laughs> yeah. Up. And this is actually kind of making me want to like go and kind of get into that because I, I liked what I was doing up to this point, at least in heroes. And, it seems like it'd be. I wouldn't mind getting into something that's a little bit deeper. Yeah, um, I'm like, I've I've seen plenty of Fire Emblems come and go, and I've never bothered picking them up. But depending on how long I play this, I might try out that new 3DS one mm-hmm. that's coming out the the remake of Gaiden or whatever it was called. Right. Just to give it a, I'll give one of them a shot. Finally, I've been playing with them in Smash Bros for so long. I guess I owe them a shot. <laughs> yeah, but. I think that's kind of it. It's there's not really a lot to talk about about the app. It's just kind of a pretty solid little app by itself. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. And this is out on Android as well, right? So, yep, that's how I'm playing it on Android. And the the accounts are cross platform. I think so. Even if you're playing an iPhone, I can still add you uh, right. to my game as a friend or whatever. Okay. Uh, pro tip: if somebody's using um, multiple my Nintendo accounts, like multiple region ones, you might have trouble logging in to these like Nintendo apps. Like uh, I had trouble logging in with Mario Run and uh, and this one as well. 
so what it is like when you log in it kind of like brings up like a it loads up a web browser um you know what i mean it's not like it doesn't switch to the web browser it's kind of like it's a layer on top of the app kind of thing right yeah and um but it'll use whatever cookies are in your main web browser so if you're logged in with like for me if i was logged in with my japanese account at that time um it would immediately it would say you know do you want to use this account you click yes and then before you know it you've logged in with your japanese account and you're like ah fuck you know now (laughs) now, so you'd have to delete the delete the app or find a way to log out it's actually just probably just faster just to delete the app at that point (laughs) <laughs> reinstall it and then log in again but you have to go to your um for me it was like go to safari like log out on there clear the cookies mm-hmm. and then load up the app again and then log in with my uh you know my nintendo account that i wanted to use sure a bit of a pain in the ass but um yeah even uh mr don koopman the koopman himself uh the man with you know probably has got about twenty seven my Nintendo accounts. <laughs> uh, even 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 he was having trouble <laughs> working it out. So in case you're wondering, that's how you do it. Bit annoying, but you know, got around to it. But um, yeah, I've added this to my uh, folder of uh, Nintendo selling their souls to the devil, which is why I called this the folder with Mario Run and this and uh, Mitomo. And uh, yeah, all three apps are going untouched <laughs> for a very long time. Actually, there's a couple of things I forgot to talk about on this is that one first is that this game does a terrible job of explaining some really important stuff of the gameplay. Mm. Like, uh, I didn't know for for easily most of my playtime that if a character dies in a map, that character does not gain any experience. So right. if you've killed like three of the four enemy guys with one character then the last enemy guy kills that character, he will gain no experience. Even if he's leveled up in the match, he will, like, de-level for the next fight. Right. How can you level up if he's dead? Yeah, and that's that's the Fire Emblem, you know, characters can die permadeath in Fire Emblem games. So, I guess... You can this just is... pay, pay $10 to make him back to life again, something. So if the next fight, he'll you'll be able to use him again, but he will he'll still be, like, if you entered the first fight at level 22, then he leveled up to 23, but died. He'll start the next fight at level 22. Right. As, but it never mentions this in the game, as far as I'm aware. No, it doesn't. But, yeah, I was just, it was pointed out to me, like, on a on a Reddit thread or something. Mm-hmm. But, so stuff like that, I really wish they would explain better, that I wouldn't have wasted so much of my time wondering why my guys keep like, I thought I leveled you up past 22 already. <laughs> And the other thing is that seeing all the stuff that you can buy with my Nintendo points, I'm kind of starting to see this is probably what their whole plan for my Nintendo points was, is that you're not supposed to get good discounts on actual games with platinum points. (laughs) You're just supposed to use them for their crappy in-app purchases. Hmm. And uh, because this is a great way to like, to siphon off all your points is just to use them on disposable items in these games. I wouldn't mind that if there was actually something worth, you know, spending them on. I mean, yes. even if it was like in-app stuff. So that's what I think this is. Cause you can use it to buy like items that give you more stamina. So you can play like a standard mobile app thing is you've got stamina where after you play a, a few story mode missions, 
you run out of energy and you can't play anymore until it recharges. Hmm. So you can go on the apps on the My Nintendo Store, buy some potions, and get all your stamina back. Right, and that's like, and just to rephrase too, that's like not using like your real money. That's just using like your My Nintendo points. Hmm. And obviously, you know, uh, they're not going to go away from this. If you want to use real money for that, you can too. Um, yeah, those. I mean, we're going to probably talk about Kimishima a lot in this episode, but like. Um, one of the interviews, he was saying how they see mobile as like a one of the pillars, one of the the, th- the third pillar. It's like a separate thing, but also as a way to you know, like we've heard many times before, to encourage people to play actual games. Sure. So, but you know, it's funny because like lots of people who are downloading these um, Nintendo apps are not actually um, part of like my Nintendo. Like you don't actually need a my Nintendo account to to log in with like you know Mario Run or this, right? You can use anything. I think you can use like Twitter or something, or any email account you want. So, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of amazing that there's still people who just are not really Nintendo gamers but are playing these games. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they may never play Nintendo games. And it's just, you know, I don't know. It still all just sits a bit uncomfortably for me. You know, all these games going to mobile, and there's these people playing these games who are not interested in actual games. You know, maybe some of them will switch over. Excuse the pun, but you know, (laughs) man, like I think there's a better chance where most of the people playing on mobile probably won't switch over, but it's probably for the people that do, maybe it's worthwhile for Nintendo to do this. You know, a, they're making money off the stuff on mobile anyway, and then maybe they can get some of the bleed over effect. It's like, you know, they've been talking about this for quite a while now. Apple does this stuff, you know, you know, you start out with an iPod and then, oh man, this is cool. I want something else. You get an iPhone and, oh man, I like this. You know, it's kind of, it gets bigger and bigger for a select small group of people, you know? Right. Well, so far I've, I've kind of dodged a bullet with these because the three um, games that they've made have not really been um, games or franchise that, franchises that I'm interested in. Because mm-hmm. like, like New Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, I was kind of done with that series. Sure. So, like, New Super Mario Run doesn't, it can't offend me too much because New I wouldn't. Super Mario Run, yes. <laughs> Super Mario Run, <laughs> you know, I can't. <laughs> I mean, it basically is, but yeah. It is New Super Mario Brothers, right? But, like, like I said, it doesn't offend me too much because I was already done with that series. I'm not done with Mario. I'm, you know, I'm very excited about Mario Odyssey, but, you know, that series was done to me. Uh, and then Mitomo, which is um, basically Tomodachi Life, you know, I have no investment in that series either. It's not really my thing. And then, you know, Fire Emblem Heroes, it's called Fire Emblem Heroes, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Emblem <laughs> Heroes is, yeah, it's a franchise which I have literally zero connection, zero interest in. You know, I was only just trying out as, um, you know, because it's a Nintendo app and it's like, let's see what they, let's see what they can do with it. Um, and it didn't encourage me to, it didn't want, make me want to play a Fire Emblem game at all. Um, but it also, it didn't spark any interest, but it didn't, you know, it did nothing for me. So I guess when, what I'm trying to say is when, when the first Metroid um, like smartphone game comes out, that's when I'll be like, okay, guys, what do you got? Don't fuck this up. <laughs> but you know, so far... I just couldn't give a shit <laughs> about anything. You know? I would hope we actually get an honest to God Metroid before you get a mobile me- mobile Metroid. <laughs> right. I just I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, Zelda, I guess, you know, if they release some kind of terrible, you know, over the, you know, overhead uh, 2D Zelda 
uh, game for mobile. Crossbow training 2.0, man. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's when I'd start to get angry. But, you know, so far I'm not angry. I'm just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so far. But, yeah, I guess you need you need some, like... I mean, Cyrus, did you say you were a Fire Emblem fan? Or you you'd never played it before? Never played one before. Never. Okay. And Danny, despite owning every game in the series, has never played it. <laughs> Basically, so, yeah. I don't own every game. But I guess no one's really qualified to call this if it's a good Fire Emblem game or not. Right? But, I mean... I think this is a kind of like a mobile, kind of short experience. It's I'm listen to listen to James Jones in the next, next episode. I think he said he. I mean, the last episode I listened to, he said he downloaded it but hadn't played it yet. So I would right. listen to his opinion. Yeah, for, absolutely. For that kind of thing. Mean, yeah, those guys are on point when it comes to Fire Emblem. They got yeah, they're good. they're all really into it on RFN, aren't they? Jesus right. Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the the Japanese podcast, you know, no one plays it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I think we only like good games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I, I'm sure Fire Emblem it's kind of good I, I feel like I played one once and I didn't like it because it had a leveling system that... oh, let's say you weren't playing Smash Brothers no Okay. it sure is nice to give the Smash Brothers characters their own game <laughs> someone, had to, someone had to make that joke again right <laughs> okay. yeah. it's, a, it's a good way to trigger a Nintendo fan <laughs> That's right. uh, so sorry, sorry, man, about hijacking your your, your segment here. But uh, what else have you been playing? If you have nothing else to say about so, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, I have been playing. I took a break from Hyrule Warriors just for a couple of weeks. You know, mix it up a bit. And I've been trying to finish Phoenix Wright, the the, the new one, whatever yeah. that's called, something of justice. There's usually a justice in there. And uh, I'm I really liking this game. It's it's like the the previous Phoenix Wright, the, the other 3DS one, mm-hmm. was fine, but it was very boring. It was like kind of Phoenix Wright by numbers. There was nothing terribly special about it. Mm. And uh, But this one that's like really grabbed me. I really enjoyed this, where they've, they've managed to make a plot where like being a lawyer is world-changing and super important. <laughs> like it's got this really interesting plot of like a country with no lawyers and Phoenix Wright has to go and sort them out and show them why lawyers are important. <laughs> and, uh, and he like gets wrapped up in like a civil war and there's rebels and stuff. And it's, it's really interesting. Wow. And uh, but the the first thing that I found that was like really bugged me about it is they like hook you into this really cool, engaging story, like where literally Phoenix Wright will be put to death if he misses if he fails in his uh, in his defense of his client. So, <laughs> wow. and, uh, and then after that, it just switches back to Japan for this totally unimportant, like a guy is murdered with a, a blob of soba and, <laughs> and you have to like, you know, defend this client and it has nothing to do with this really cool, engaging story you just played. And then it switches back to that really cool story afterwards. So Sorry, what was he killed with? Uh, like, a, you know, the soba wheat or whatever it's called. Yeah, Silva, like uncut noodles. Someone smushed into his face and smothered him. Uh, uncut? Okay, okay. Were they dry or were they wet? It was wet, like the doughy, smooshy, noodly stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. They're called buckwheat noodles in English. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Or Japanese soba, whatever. Yeah. And this, this, <laughs> what I love about the one thing I'll give that particular case in this is that the first Phoenix Wright kind of famously they they decided it was in Los Angeles and. 
<laughs> so the Japanese games are very clearly set in Japan, but the Phoenix Wright games have to keep coming up with more and more absurd explanations that they're in Los Angeles. Because the, the first game was fine. It was in a big city. There was nothing really japanese about it. But then subsequent titles added in stuff like Yakuza family members, and they, they go to like this Japanese town in the mountains, and the, the localization team is like pulling out their hair, trying to figure out ways to explain how any of this makes sense. And uh, I feel that this particular quest, or this case, was just like the Japanese team going, let's see how far we can push this and see if the localization team can figure out a way out of it. Because it's like, the guy is murdered using Japanese so like Japanese noodle dough. And like the intricacies of how to make Japanese noodles is key to this case. Like they have to give you a primer on how it works. And the guy who was killed is a Rakugo like p- performer like that Japanese storytelling performer. Oh boy. And uh, so a lot of the jokes are based around this guy having split personalities so he can do really detailed, like he can portray many characters at once. And he has all these jokes about like pulling out mats from under him. Whenever he tells a bad joke, his character sprite lowers because someone took a mat out from under him. Oh, right. And uh, maybe you guys know that, but there is a, pretty famous TV show that's been going on since like the fifties or sixties that that's a thing where, yeah, these guys sit around and they tell jokes. And then like the guy, like the main, like MC guy, he's like, yeah, your joke sucks. You lose a cushion. Oh, your joke's okay. You get an extra cushion. And it's just a, like a, I don't know, an hour or something of that. Yeah. Of seeing who, if you tell really good jokes, you go up higher and higher and higher and you have to try and who is the funniest guy by the end of the night. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and this like, so you can just see that the localization team is just like, fuck it, we don't care. They don't even make a mention of this, like, that this is hilariously over-the-top Japanese, yeah. supposedly in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah. because it's Los Angeles, but I mean, yeah. come on. Eat yeah. your hamburgers, Apollo. <laughs> so in like in previous games they they go to this Japanese town in the mountains and they have to say like oh yes this is that Japanese immigrant town from after the war and uh, <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> yeah. this and traditional Japanese Shinto village yeah. in America which, which is all about Japanese wrestling and yokai are like a big part of it and one of the characters is like oh isn't it funny Phoenix how that yokai craze caught on in America Everyone's talking about bomb. Japanese yokai. Yeah, and we have our own Mount Fuji now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so that's that. That entertained me to no end. But aside from that, I haven't finished the game yet. But I'm really, really enjoying this Phoenix Wright. Cool, cool. I may even splash out for the absurdly expensive DLC that they have for it. Okay, okay. How much we'll is it? Uh, it's like. It's like twenty dollars or something for a new case, and like ten dollars for a mini case or something. Have you got the game card, or the, did you download it? I got the download. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Sai, if that's all you got, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break and be back with some more new business. Hi. Yeah. Would you mind continuing on here? Sure. All right. So uh, 
you know, besides the, the usual games, I play for like 60 hours a week each. Uh, <laughs> like another those tiny games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I played a few interesting oddballs. Uh, okay, I played Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a game I was kind of interested in because uh, there are some hilarious YouTube videos. <laughs> okay, the, the way this game works is it's like a kind of like competitive five versus five Counter Strike kind of game, but you have a tremendous amount of, of gadgets and different characters with their different abilities, mm-hmm. and uh, these really amazing interactive levels where you um, you can uh, you can destroy anything. Yeah, you, know? you can basically yeah. destroy anything. You you breach walls, doors, barricades, floors. Oh. You can. There's also characters that can build all sorts of barricades and stuff, and there's a, there's a lot of fun little toys like a like a little remote control camera on wheels you can zip around. Right. I remember seeing like previews of this from E3, whenever the hell that was. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really enjoy YouTube videos of this game for some reason. They're just funny. Yeah, I've watched a few. It's very entertaining to watch. Right. So I wanted to play this game, and uh, lo and behold, there was a free weekend on Xbox Live, so I downloaded it, the, tried to wrangle some achievements, had a good time. Uh, three seconds into my first game, I was killed by my teammate. <laughs> he set off a breaching charge immediately. <laughs> Even like, you, sent, sent me do? a message that was sorry. <laughs> do you have to just watch the whole match after that? Dead? Um. It's it's kind of cool when you die. Uh, it puts you in control of uh, the ca- the security cameras that may be around the map, and you can tag enemies for your teammates that way. Huh? And the enemy team can also shoot out the cameras. Okay, <laughs> so you can die twice. Yeah. Well, no, you just switch to do a different camera, and you can die like wrestle times. for control of a camera with your teammates. It's just, <laughs> just a fun little thing like... to do. I think this game was like more popular in Europe than the States because like yeah, um, the uh, the IGN UK podcast talked about this game for months. They used to like play it as a you know in the office together, but like I didn't hear it on any American podcast more than like the week it came out. Right, I imagine almost everyone who cares to play this game plays it on PC. Right, um, and there's a guy called Thatcher. Is there? I don't remember. Minus one point for that. I don't remember a guy named Thatcher. I, I think he's the British guy. Because the, the guys like represent every country. Yeah. You, the you British like guy, that's call him Thatcher. Good job. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mostly played the, the American guys and the Russian guys. They're, they're a lot of fun. What's it called? Sod- Soda Popinski? The Russian yeah, guy? Yeah, Soda Popinski. I love Soda <laughs> Popinski. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so during the free weekend, I, I played through like these, they're basically tutorial levels. They're just these single player missions. You can jump through them real quick. There's like eight or 10 or so. And they introduce you to the different characters and the different play modes, which is cool and fun. And then like the last thing is there's a co-op mission and you have to play with a full team. Hmm. And, uh, you know, as an ex-bone owner in Japan, uh, there was a, there was a lot of waiting time to get a match. Hmm. 
So uh, I th- think I left a, a lobby open for half an hour before I got a team. Oh, dang, that's dedication, yo. Yeah, I had I had problems like this too, Ty, with uh, Star Wars Battlefront for a while. But then, like on EA games, at least on that one, you can change like you know the server. I just did like US West Coast, and I was actually connecting faster and not having any like problems at all, as opposed to when I was trying to connect to the default stuff that they had set up. Yeah. So, default um, being Japan? Pro- probably, or there's nobody playing. There's no one <laughs> playing this game in Japan. Right. There might be. They're, if they are, like I said, they're probably on PC. Yeah. Right? This seems like a perfect LAN party game. Hey, remember those guys? <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, people still do that? I, I hope so. I would I'd want to. Don't forget your 20-meter LAN cable. That's yeah, dude. Killer Instinct and Marvel Tournament and Akihabara in a couple of weeks in there. That's kind yeah. of lanish. Yeah, as well as FRB this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. So you'll see me tweeting and talking about fighting game events. For a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have like a group of friends, like Rainbow Six Siege seems like the perfect thing because you have to use teamwork and you have to be precise. Hmm. A lot, of, a lot of precision in this game, but God, it's so funny. Just get on YouTube, look up Rainbow Six Siege funny moments, and you'll have a good time. I guarantee it. Hmm. All right, what else did I play? Ooh, Conan <laughs> Exiles. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I just heard about this because this right. this somehow ended up in Nintendo news this week. Really? Is it coming to Switch or something? No, because it's not coming to the Switch. Oh. <laughs> Is this game. Yeah, this is the penis-sized slider game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why there's a slider, because you're either going to go all the way to, from lol to lol, if you know what I mean. Right. Invisible or taking up the whole screen. Right, exactly. Make it so small that it's an innie? I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Um, so this is... A sandbox game like, uh, or those other games, Ark, Rust, Daisy. Oh, like survival kind of, where you've got like a yeah food meter and a water meter or whatever. Yeah, and uh, you team up with other players. You grief other players. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like I said, this is a, a game for emergent comedy, much like Rainbow Six Siege. If you ask me, so um, <laughs> okay, okay. Is this isn't like MMO RPG kind of thing. No, it's like uh, it's it's like individual servers with up to like sixty four people, I think, or more. They basically drop a bunch of people onto an island, or in this case, like a desert, and you've got very limited resources, and you have to try and scrounge together enough food and stuff to survive. And, and then you, you do that by killing people or collecting it. Yeah, and then eventually you build up a big badass fortress and you grief the other players. And let to, just so I'm clear on this, this is like Conan the Barbarian, right? Like That's right. Okay. <laughs> it's Detective Conan the anime. <laughs> yeah. Eight year old boy with a you know magnifying glass in yeah, the desert. You have to, you have to find enough materials to make your magnifying glass first <laughs> and then you can build a castle okay got it right and kill people with it <laughs> so how big uh, penis is 
They're official servers, <laughs> and it also supports like pile. it also supports custom servers, or you can just like you know not play on a server, play by yourself, or just with friends like over a a network connection. Hmm. It's partially kind of Minecrafty, like you know you, you're gonna like be mining rocks and shit, and then you can use them to build you know basic stuff like walls and a bed, and then you know you you work. You work up like your tech tree, and uh, you start building more complicated, grandoise things. So, how um, do you kill the creepers, though? You, you beat them to death with your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said pick with that p word. Then, yeah, <laughs> with your, your giant cock. <laughs> so, the, right, so, so what? The, what is there? So, is there an end game to this? Is it? Does it no, just keep going? No, it's it's a it's a sandbox game. So there's no real goal. It's just kind of live as long as you can. Yeah, your goal. Yeah, sandbox. So you make your own goal. I would say generally you want to group up with people and dominate a server. Like I, I really enjoyed reading funny stories on uh, certain forums about. Uh, you know, the other survival games like Ark and Rust and DayZ, or, you know, hilarious YouTubes, holy shit. Hmm. Because, you know, it, it, it's all about emergent gameplay. We're, so, are you kidding about the, the, the Johnson slider, or is that actual an actual no, thing in no, the game? No, th- no, th- this is a game where the dicks hang out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you start the game and you literally have nothing. You're naked in the wilderness and you have oh, to wow. get materials to get armor and clothes. Well, well is it the, the loincloth is optional. You can set that on the server. <laughs> Does it, it have uh, female characters as well? Yes. <laughs> and uh, how big is the penis slider for them? <laughs> Not big enough. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Uh like it's still early access. So uh all right, so it doesn't work. Okay. So yeah. The, the current official size of the penis is not official. <laughs> right. Right. Like everything is subject to change. Um yeah, actually, that was a thing. The official servers, like, the company they contracted to run the official servers was trash, and mm. they got dropped after, like, three days. Mm. But it's kind of cool that anybody can set up their own server, or you could just play... Uh, you can host on your own computer, too. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this game develops. I'll probably tweet about it in the future. I, I wasn't going too hard on it yet, because, you know, that... <laughs> Daily updates, early access, servers don't work, etc. Right, right. And the dicks weren't big enough, so. Right. <laughs> no dice. No dice. But, yeah, like I said, uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing with some uh, certain hilarious people and uh, documenting some some emergent comedy. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to check this out. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think I can play it, but at least some videos or something. Yeah. Um, okay, and one more game I played kind of briefly, just a day. It's also like a beta early access game, but it's it's free. It's a uh, Trove. Okay, it's a uh, it's a Minecraft knockoff. I'm not gonna okay. <laughs> not gonna sugarcoat that. It's like you you fucking bust blocks and build shit. 
<laughs> I think that's the theme with all three of your games here. You like everything is breakable. Yeah. I love breaking stuff. There you go. When when are they going to make a new blast core? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Trove, it, it seems like a more action-oriented Minecraft. Hmm. It, like it seems it seems like uh from the day I played so far, the primary thing is you do these dungeons where you get in a zone, you find dungeons, and they're just like a quick little thing with like a bunch of monsters and like a boss monster. Do you knock those out? And uh, you upgrade your home base, and like you, you have a house. But the thing is, your your house and all the the stuff you build on your plot is portable, and you can just move it to any open lot close to you, which is kind okay. of a neat feature. Hmm. So instead of like you know teleporting or death marching back to your home where all your loot is, you can just take it with you. Hmm. So that's fun and cool. And uh, it also has a gear system, which is basically just Warcraft. Hmm. You know, like like you fill out your slots for like your helmet and your weapon and blah blah. blah. And uh, there's like five different stats or whatever on it. Yeah, uh, we're all nodding politely at that point. Yeah. World of Warcraft, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we know that. Come on, 15 million people play Warcraft or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it ain't 15 million and three by the sounds of it. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, and, and so many games have just like straight up lifted like the Warcraft itemization system, like uh, you know Borderlands. It use it even uses the same color for all the item rarities. Oh there's yeah. A, <clears throat> and there's another game that did that too. I don't remember what it was. Probably Guild Wars and every other MMO. Yeah. Uh So uh. Another interesting thing is there's a lot of character classes. You know, in Minecraft, there's no character classes. You're just right. Minecraft guy. Right, exactly. But this, like, um, there were, like, 15 classes or something. It was kind of ridiculous. And, they, and some of them looked pretty silly. I picked the, uh, I forget what it's actually called, but it's basically a necromancer class. Okay. Where you summon, like, these little <laughs> mini-skeletons... And, you know, as you level up, you're able to summon a big skeleton. And you get this magic wand attack where you just zap guys and it heals your minions. So that's cool. <laughs> it, I, I really got Diablo vibes when I was playing that. <laughs> if you ever played the Necromancer in uh, Diablo 2, it was good times. If I did, it would have been years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's the stuff I've been playing. Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll take another break here and be back with some more new biz. All right, and uh, James is going to go ahead and carry on with new business here and i'm probably going to chime in a little bit um you'll see why in a second but, oh uh, really <laughs> yes well yeah I, think... I turned on my 3ds for the long uh for the longest time um we reached the end of the the school year and uh we did our usual mario kart 7 tournament and uh when i turned my th- 3ds like there was uh, a whole bunch of icons on my home screen which just appeared as soon as i you know connected to the internet uh 
seven, eight icons appeared. Um, no, seven. Uh, one of them I actually installed. I actually downloaded the uh, My Nintendo Picross Zelda, you know, the Twilight Princess uh, oh, okay. free game that you get with My Nintendo stuff. Haven't opened it, haven't played it once. But then <laughs> there was a Kirby Robobot demo. There was something like Elasto, what's that, Nikki? You know, the, what's it, what was it called in English? The, the Mickey's, no, the thing with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Sketchpad. <laughs> that thing. Swap note. Yeah. Swap note thing, like some kind of uh, competition. App. Oh, they said Mickey, like Mickey Mouse. Okay, no, Mickey. Yeah. Got it. Swap Doodle? Uh, Monster Hunter Stories demo. Mm-hmm. Metopia demo. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Poke, yeah, Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. Uh, Megumi Meguri demo. Mm, that's yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the whole game, right? It's a free yes. to play game. Yeah, uh, Pl- uh, Kirby Planet Robobot. And um, Sayonara. Hackleboy. So I ignored all of those and just uh, opened uh, the Hackleboy one because mm-hmm. um, I had the first two and I did like them. Um, maybe the second one less because I was already getting starting to get a bit of uh, fatigue by it. But um, the little video that they showed of this new one, I kind of I like the look of those rocket blocks, so I thought I'd give it a shot. So this demo is pretty cool. Like, I mean, if you've never played the games before. Uh, I actually don't know if this is available on the other eShops. Yes, um, it is. Not the, the third, not the latest one. That's, I don't think it's the, the third one's even been announced. For oh, the right. Yet, Shit. So. Yes, of course. So there wouldn't be a demo, would they? Shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, when the third one does get announced and the demo does get released, um, it's worth a shot because they give you the first world of each three of the ge- all three of the games. Hmm. And yeah, they've created like, you know, like a menu you know, like the Hacker Boy menu system, Box Boy menu system where you can, you know, walk around. So you can choose any of the three games. So I obviously I've completed the first two games, so I didn't do those. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, they give you, was it like six levels, five levels? I can't remember how many there are per world. Yeah, it depends. But yeah, early on, I think it's five. So like, yeah, each stage gives you like a, a sample of what's new, um, like the leading the little baby box boys box mm-hmm. babies <laughs> whatever they are um so like you're at the top of this sc- <laughs> i just made that up you're welcome uh, treehouse there you go um so like you're at the top part of the screen um oh so there's these new kind of switches where you know box boy has to kind of put himself into it and then it'll unlock the door um mm-hmm. you don't have to be standing there the whole time you can just you just can just like jump through it just touch it once and it'll open the door um, and then the next level after that was the same thing, but with this box baby uh, <laughs> below you. And there was a little tiny little cute little switch that he, he or she had to touch. And so, that's all AI controlled? Yeah. So basically it's kind of like mirrors your movements, I guess, but just like two steps behind. Okay. So like if, if there's a, some danger there, um, they, they'll jump up if it's like a one box height, uh, they'll jump up automatically. Um, so basically, you like throw boxes down to like block the kind of electricity, you know, zapper things that you that you've seen in the previous two games, right? Uh, so they can go across. Um, so some of them were like, you know, you had to first go across yourself and then you know throw the box for them to go through. Um, so the other had uh, some. I could see that getting quite difficult. Um, uh, you know, trying to make sure you. You know, taking care of the 
box baby below you <laughs> while you're trying to stay alive at, at the top right. as well from the same dangers. And then the last level, two levels were the rocket blocks, um, which like you put it down and then maybe a second, two seconds later, it takes off and just goes up. Okay. Um, uh, so it, yeah, it's every block that you put out. So if you put like a block of six out, it'll, all six will ignite and take off and wow. lift you. Do you have any um, which, control while you're in the air, or is it just kind of? Oh, you can you can jump on top of them, walk around, jump whatever you want I mean, while you're you... riding on it, but you can't okay. control the blocks. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. You can make them disappear by pressing X, you know, like usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so yeah, start off quite simple, just like you know, uh, shooting a block upwards to hit a button above you. But then it got a little bit more complicated. Like uh, you've got buttons to hit, like two buttons to hit. So you had to kind of create this shape uh, to make like a rocket, which would hit both of them at the same time. Hmm. And then it was like the last bit was like doing that, but then you had to actually ride it yourself. Hmm. So you could go up and exit like in a high up place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was quite cool. But like, again, like the music hadn't changed. The sound effects hadn't changed. Hmm. Um, you know, it was pretty much it. even though the rocket blocks were cool and the box baby has potential to be cool or slash irritating um i don't know (laughs) danny did you end up like picking up the whole game so yeah actually i picked up the the cart version it's like actual three pack of all three of the games because i you know two years ago i bought the first one because it it looked really cool and i was like okay i gotta try this and you know i loved it I, i beat it I, you know, I think I saw the end credits, but I think there was a couple extra stages that I didn't go through. And then for whatever reason, last year, I just didn't buy it on the sequel. But the good thing about this cart version is that, you know, when you put it in your system, it asks like, hey, do you want to load up your data and like bring your save data over from your system on, you know, to work with this cart version? I was like, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did that. And, you know, I thought about initially just diving right into the third one. But then I was like, well, I mean, there might be a couple of mechanics and stuff that I just don't know yet from the second game. So um, actually, that, the second game is the only one I've been playing so far. And okay. I'm kind of remembering back to what you were t- talking about it and stuff. You know, you can do the two different blocks. That's kind of like the, the big thing in this oh, game. Oh, yeah, you, you can, can split them. Yeah. Which is, it's really cool. And it there's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's... It, it's a little bit more challenging than the original and there's a lot of other things that you got to worry about. But yeah, I was watching some videos actually before the show of the third one with the rocket uh, blocks and stuff. And yeah, it looked really, looked really cool. And, but yeah, maybe like you said, James, like maybe this is a thing. Cause like I, I've been really enjoying the crap out of the second game, but I don't know if that's because it's been two years since I've played <laughs> the last one. Though. Yeah. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. So maybe I'll, um, you know, try to beat the second one and then wait another two years to go to the third one. <laughs> the Switch version. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, I mean, like I said, this this set, it's cool that it's a thing and, um, you know, a physical version of the game and it, it came with an Amiibo as well. Ah, uh, um, there you go. Yeah, what it's, a, you know, it's a fucking... I was going to ask if anyone got that thing. Of course I did. Because I think that's the only way you can actually get this game here. It's as that uh, set. On the card, right? Yeah, on the card. And I know one thing that it does, it can turn, like, the screen, instead of being white and black, to be, like, Game Boy colors, like, green and black. With the Amiibo? Yeah, I guess if you scan it. But I haven't opened it up and tried it yet, so... Of course you haven't. Yeah. Is it, like, an Amiibo pack within the box? Yeah, it's just... 
Yeah, I don't know if pack. you guys had seen. Well, let's think about like the Twilight Princess uh, pack that came out. You know, there's an amiibo kind of front and center in the box, and then the back of the package, like the 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 game. You know, the game case is back there. It's the same way. They did the same type of thing with um, uh, Shovel Knight here as well, and I think Yoshi's Woolly World uh, with the Wii it's version. Not- it's not just like a standard amiibo packaging in the case. It's just a clear plastic thing to hold the amiibo, isn't it? No, no. It's actually like in a like an amiibo box, like case type of thing. Oh, really? That's okay. Inside of an yeah, inside of another box. That's huh. that's how they've been doing them here, at least. So when Box Boy Trilogy comes out in the West, if it does, hmm. <laughs> it's a good way. I mean, was it full full price? Was it like a four thousand? No, no, no. It yeah. was probably like less than three thousand yen, so probably less than okay. somewhere between like twenty-five to thirty bucks. Were they um, were these originally seven hundred yen each? I can't uh, remember. Six hundred or seven hundred. I have each, the right? download card like sitting on my wall, but I don't feel like moving <laughs> to grab it. But yeah, it was something like five, seven hundred yen or something. Not not too <laughs> expensive, really. So I guess you can buy the third one separately as well. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Actually, I just opened up the demo again, and you can actually unlock costumes in the in the demo. Just unlocked a UFO costume. That's yeah, just in the demo. One thing you can do too, because I had save data from the first game. Like all that save data can carry over if you buy right. costumes, you can use it in yeah, all the this, game, which yeah. is cool. So yeah, if you never played Box Boy, I guess, and you want a new amiibo, amiibo go for that version. <laughs> yeah, like, right, I'm, right. I'm almost tempted because that amiibo is so stupid just to get it because it's amazingly <laughs> stupid. It's a box. Yeah. It's, he has little legs. <laughs> like clearly, they knew how ridiculous this was. When like, let's make an amiibo of our box. Like right. just just because it's so ridiculous, which I totally give them kudos for. Right. It feels <laughs> like they repurpose some kind of ha- household utensil, and it's like, yeah, call that an amiibo. Stick, you know, some draw some eyes on it. <laughs> it's probably like a plug adapter originally. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let out their secrets. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it, this is my new business, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Apart from that, um, yeah, briefly played the uh, Fire Emblem Heroes uh, game. Which already talked about that. Um, but yeah, I haven't put any more time into Yoshi's Woolly World, so um, I'll probably when I finish the game, I'll talk about it again. I don't want to just keep updating it, you know, world by world. Sure, okay. Uh, sure. So I'll wait until I'm totally done with it before uh, uh, giving my final thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, basically, like I mean, been very busy the last couple of weeks. But like, uh, just catching up with like Switch uh, trailers and news and all sorts of interviews going on, which we'll talk about in news. But like, the thing which I've really been looking a lot at is the uh, Super Mario Odyssey stuff, because you know, even though there's only one, well, yeah, one trailer, I guess, released for the game, right? Is that right? I think so. I think so, yeah. One trailer and a, bit, a few of the kind of little snippy bits of video here and there within other videos kind of thing. Um, but Game Explain, uh, famously, infamously, uh, good at picking a tiny details out of videos that you would never see, mm-hmm. did a 90-minute uh, analysis of a three-minute trailer. <laughs> wow. Okay. 90 minutes. Jeez. And like... It's yeah, it's kind of amazing, like what they managed to pick out of it. So yeah, um, yeah, it did. It's got me super hyped for the game, by the way. So 
I just thought I'd briefly uh, run down some things which I found out from the trailer. I mean, spoilers, if you don't want to know anything about Super Mario Odyssey, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> then don't listen to this bit. But, you know, this is from the freaking trailer, so deal with it. <laughs> um, so the, the new Donk City, uh, which you see Mario appear in, it comes from, like, the drain thing. All of the, they worked out that all of the roads in that city are named after Donkey Kong characters, um, Donkey Kong Country characters, you know, as in the Rareware games. Wow. So they, it's like, there's even like Espresso Street, Rambi Street, Cranky. Oh, that's cool. Uh, K. Rule Street, everything Bunky like that. Funky Street. Yeah. What up? It's actually Funky <laughs> Avenue. Diddy uh, Donkey, all the, all the usual ones, right? So yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. So it definitely is like a Donkey Kong themed one, and there's there's also like these red girders around it. Like there's a brief bit of the video where you see the city from above, hmm. and you can see like uh, these red girders, you know, from like the original Donkey Kong. Yeah, of. I'd be very shocked if the boss of that stage was not Donkey Kong in yeah. like an old school, like Donkey Kong boss battle, jumping over barrels while going up girders. Might be. And uh, yeah, they also realized that the taxis just kind of go around in a circle <laughs> and they don't actually like go anywhere. But also like the edges of the city, you know, they just kind of end. It's like a, a segment of the city is just being cut out and like lifted into the sky, which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of a bit weird. Um, I like how Nintendo does that often, though, where they, you know, they set up this big elaborate world and then say, fuck it, this part is floating. You don't have to explain it. Actually, I don't know if it was part of the video, if it's partly my theory, but like this, this could be like the start of the game, because like Mario seems to appear from the drain at mm-hmm. the beginning, not the the airship that you've seen in the oh, trailer. Yeah. Right. And the, um, if you look in that trailer, the airship's actually like a far away part of the level, so it seems like it's the target of the level. Mm-hmm. And also those kind of, um, you know, the halfway flags that you see in like the new Super Mario Brothers games, and actually no, they were in the Galaxy games as well, like. Uh, they're kind of dotted around the stage, which is kind of weird for like an open world uh, game, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, you know, when you hit one, the other one uh, gets deselected kind of thing. So it's like just a way to kind of quickly save your progress without exiting the stage or something like that. Hmm. But uh, it's kind of like a new thing for 3D Mario anyway. Um, but yeah, and also this, the you see the same level at night and, you know, things change. And Danny, do you remember when... Uh, we were at the Switch event mm-hmm. and uh, I remember saying you know that kind of environmental video that was playing right uh, in the background I remember seeing like a uh, like a 2D sprite of like Mario on the side of one of those skyscrapers right, that wasn't right. in any of the trailers so that was kind of like an exclusive to Japan thing there um, yeah. those environmental videos that we saw so that was pretty don't tell the game explain guys because they'll have to make another video right. Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> the footage of that 95 minute video coming out soon it is. Um, but also, like the the there's a I think there's maybe four worlds shown in that trailer, and there's a cool caps uh, like house in every single one. So like you might have seen it like in the new Donk City, it's like a purple and I think it's purple and yellow or something like. Yeah. Uh, you see it in the Me- the Mexican Day of the Dead level as well. So basically, it's going to be a character. Well, it's a character we haven't seen yet. I don't know what form cool caps is, but. Um, probably like in each world you're going to have like a, a new hat or he's got a new hat mm. <laughs> a new power a new hat in each one right so I think that's going to be another big reveal that we'll see probably at E3 
Mm-hmm. I'm guessing um, that's like an upgrade shop where you buy stuff for your hats. Yeah, because we've seen like that throwing the hat and then like bouncing on it, right? right. And like uh, to get across stuff. And um, actually, even in like a very recent video that they released a few days ago, like a like a a Japanese kind of like uh, explanation what the switch is video. Mm-hmm. They had like a extra three seconds of like Mario Odyssey footage of <laughs> you know again. Don't tell game. Explain. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm just saying, where... this all sounds more and more like Sonic 06. Like, <laughs> and it had little places where you could buy upgrade abilities for Sonic and Soliana City. And just, just going down that same well, well-trodden, dark, dark path. Well, I heard they picked up a lot of those guys from that development team. <laughs> God. No, I, I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Terrible joke to make, Danny. Don't there it is. Trying to get excited <laughs> here. I'll be here all night. Um, but yeah, it is weird how there's those, those guys are fully, you know, sized humans, and Mario's like this little squatted, like dwarf guy. Nobody tosses a dwarf. It's a bit weird, right? <laughs> um, but then you've got like the the level, the world where it's like all kind of abstract colors, and it's like um, seems to be based around cooking. Oh right. So. Um, uh, like yeah, he's like shows Mario throwing like turnips into a big pot and stuff, and there's like uh, yeah, and like the enemies seem to be like, or enemies or characters seem to be like based on forks, like cutlery and stuff like that. It's kind of just so weird, you know. Well, there's so even different. like a Hammer Brother throwing like pans. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So maybe that's like the the hat the hat's power in that level. Maybe the hat that you get in that stage is a you know a chef's hat that lets you throw saucepans or something like that. You know what I mean? So if you read between the lines, as Game Explained did <laughs> very, very much, um, you can probably work out what each uh, hat's power will be in each world, you know? Hmm. Um, so, yeah, and like, well, like like the um, the Egyptian stage that we saw, like where Mario's riding that kind of sphinx, um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like... Give me like Mario Land vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last Mario game to be based on like actual real life locations. Uh, you know, Egypt or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I love Mario Land. <laughs> so, I'm I'm all for that. Um yeah, there was a, that that there was a <laughs> they said that the um you know where the Switch event was, the Tokyo Big Site. Mm-hmm. Um the actually one of those upside down pyramids in that Sphinx level is actually based on Tokyo Big Sites design. Huh. So I thought that was pretty cool. Neat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's all sorts of cool little tidbits. And also, like, the, the pickups in each world seem to be different. Like, um, you saw, like, purple triangles in one stage, but then, like, cogs in another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's probably, like, you know, <laughs> as well as coins, there's probably some kind of, like, <laughs> collect them all thing to each level as well. So that's be interesting how they do that hopefully it's not like um donkey kong 64 (laughs) (laughs) every colored banana type thing but you know sweet can't wait but yeah definitely uh hype for that and that is that is that a christmas game danny is it holiday yeah holiday holiday winter whatever they said one of those two yeah this holiday season the family will enjoy yeah I'm in gonna definitely hyped for that game anyway. But you know, uh Splatoon two comes out before that. Mm-hmm. And 
I was judging, trying to judge some uh, switch hype with my students just before we uh, broke up for the semester. Like, it seems like people are mostly in my boat in that they are very interested in it, but not at launch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I, I've, of course, I asked all the, um, the students who are like big Splatoon people. And yeah, they were all going to wait for summer, they said, when Splatoon 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few, few like super nerdy guys who were going to get it like day one um, for for Zelda, but um, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. And the the the, the girls who were you know into Splatoon, they also were going to wait uh, for uh, summer as well. A few people said that they weren't going to get it at all, but I would say they were the minority. There seems to be some deal of hype for it, at least in the age bracket that I teach in one. Right university in one part of japan <laughs> which therefore go. represents all of japan yes that's it so danny do you have anything else to talk about or no i mean business? yeah for me it was just fire emblem and that little bit of box boy that was like the main thing you don't want to hear me talk about madden again um <laughs> on to some news oh man i missed out on madden talk well, i didn't talk about it. i'm talking like years ago i did so yeah, <laughs> let's just move on to the Hashtag news. Forget. We'll be right back. So. Here back at you with the Japan news. That's my line. <laughs> oh no, it's happening. So uh, lots of stuff to get through here. So we'll just is it happening? Start. But now it is. It's okay. the happening. <laughs> Stephen King's the happening. <laughs> Speaking of the happening, uh, let's talk about Switch Online service. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, because we know so much more about it now. Yes, exactly. So Kimishima, Kim, sorry, Kimishima went. Uh, he was on an interview with Nikkei, and Kimi-chan. he confirmed that there is going to be, you know, the annual cost for the service. He said he's hoping to get it somewhere between like two to three thousand yen uh, per year. Um, you know, roughly like seventeen to twenty six bucks. Twenty to thirty dollars, Danny. Come on, let's not exactly. beat around the bush. Exactly. It, what's weird to me is that he still doesn't know. He's like, yeah, it was right, two thousand to three thousand. I don't know. Maybe they're well, waiting. The consoles see, coming out in a month, somewhere around those lines. But I mean, you know, that, that's not a decision they have to make final until the fall. But you would hope maybe <laughs> yeah, by the summer they until have then. a better idea of <laughs> exactly how much they want to charge for this. He's like, I don't know. You got a dartboard? You know. If it is only fifteen to twenty dollars a year, like that's that's pretty. F- <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Did Cyrus like mute himself because he was going to swear? That was amazing. He's like, that's f- in. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, maybe. But yeah, that, that sounds fine to me. Like, Oh, that sounds fine. Okay, that's yeah, the F word you were going like, to use. Oh, that's what happened. But yeah, like $20 for a year of online, that's that's something I could do and forget about. Like, That's the most offensive four-letter F word I could have imagined. <laughs> so, but, but if it's... <laughs> If it's let's say it's thirty dollars a uh, a year for, and you're supposed to get like what one NES or SNES game a month, 
Yes. So don't they usually go for like five to eight dollars? So yes. Aren't they free on the internet? So like. <laughs> but this is like you know these are going to be the online multiplayer versions, right? Yeah. So, well, online enhanced versions, you know. Yeah, I could wow. see, easily see them charging ten dollars for an online SNES game. Like I used to pay what, like sixty dollars a year for Xbox Live subscription, and I got jack shit for that. That was just online. This is before any of this games of gold or free PSN games. That's when I did it too for Xbox. Yeah, Live. so yeah. like, I really? didn't take advantage of the the games with gold sales. Mm. No, because I, I was know. here and I couldn't like take advantage of any sales like digitally. But even then, like. In that case, I'm like paying sixty dollars a year for the for the the privilege of paying for more stuff. So, like that <laughs> yeah. was like twenty dollars a year, even without free SNES games, temporary SNES games, seems like totally fine money for me. Yeah, I I'd say it probably they'd probably go the higher end. It'd probably I would guess it's probably gonna be about thirty bucks. Mm. Um, twenty bucks seems like it's just too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, if, if, if I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, you've got. Okay, well, if I can chime in here, we still have no idea how good this service is going to be. Right. So to say if it's a good deal or not, that's eh, a fair point. It's it's a it's a gigantic mystery. Sure. Well, I had two years of lag-free, perfect Splatoon online gameplay for free. So now I'm going to be charged for it. Meh. I guess <laughs> I just have to deal with it. But you know, I'm. I was like. A PC online PC gamer for like X number of years, and then I went straight into like you know a Nintendo online gamer. So I've never paid for online. It's like you know paying for online on PC like get real. So this is my will be my first experience of paying for online. So I'm hoping it's going to be worth it because if it's not after the first year, if I don't feel it's worth it, I'm not going to be paying for the second year. That's for damn sure. So they better make it worth it. And Kimishima sounds like he says he wants to make sure people feel it's worth it. Well, um, he did go on to say that, you know, we're paying special attention to make sure that this is, again, the valuable service that customers will appreciate from us. So you can take that luck. to heart, James. Yep. Good luck to him, I say. <laughs> Seriously, good luck to him. Good luck. Yes. From the same Nikkei interview, uh, Kimishima also went on to say Nintendo is quote-unquote studying adding VR to Switch. He also went on to say, if we are able to resolve the issues of playing VR comfortably for long hours, we'll support it in one form or another. No time frame is given. This is just one of those things where... It's he says a lot of nothing. Yeah, basically. I mean, Nintendo's always working on concepts. Every game company and stuff is always working on different concepts. Well, a lot of these stuff... Every game either. company except Nintendo is balls deep in VR development right now. Well, yeah. Well... People know my feelings on VR, and I'm pretty much spot on by the way the trends are going at the moment. <laughs> it's not really taking off as much as people thought, and you know, well, it's still expensive as shit. And you know, <laughs> we're a long, long way for it to be, uh, you know, mainstream. I yeah, I say that's the biggest thing with the biggest problem VR has right now. And I think I think the, like what Kimishima is saying here. He said, like, what do you say? Resolve the issues with playing for long hours. Do you remember? I mean, I think I've said this before. I've said it on Twitter many, many times before. Like, the Wii uh, sensor, what was it called? The the thing that was supposed to help you relax. Uh, the vitality, vitality sensor? Or the... Vitality yes, sensor? the vitality sensor. Yeah. 
one of the last um you know that was one of like iwata's like last projects that he worked on and he said that they eventually like scrapped it because they could quote only make it work with 96 percent of people they scrapped the whole project because of that because you know four percent of people it didn't work for them like they just couldn't make it work right so they scrapped the whole project because they were worried that you know four percent of the people wouldn't be able to work vr i would say it's a lot higher than four percent who get sick from playing vr i would say it's the majority of people play it you know if you're playing for a long time pretty much everyone gets sick eventually you know people have said that you know you get used to it after a while um i've heard people on the uh maybe the giant bomb podcast saying like you know they did start off feeling sick but then upon playing it for hours and hours on day upon day they got like used to it like the same way that you get used to like um being on a ship <laughs> i think we had this conversation about six months ago where i yeah. chimed in and said you know people feel the same way about like f-zero on the super nintendo like oh i can't <laughs> play this without getting sick and now here we are where that's like you know is as disorienting as a flip book yeah would would my my point has always been that we're just so far away from it's i'm not saying it will never happen but it's just like we're in the in television era of vr now and uh we just you know <laughs> until you can just uh, anyone can just easily just slip on a pair of you know very light uh easy to put on goggles and and watch something that doesn't make them throw up then <laughs> i think that's the point when it will be popular but it's not the big bulky the expensive as shit you need for the good ones you need a really good pc and you know it blocks out everything around you so that's you know it's very uh what do you call it it's it's not a kind of a group play type it's thing very it's very like, solitary uh, solitary that's the word i was looking for man blocking out everything around me that sounds pretty ideal <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean james i i mean i I agree with what you're saying to a certain extent, but for, I think for a lot of people out there, I mean, just think about stuff like PlayStation VR. I mean, like you said, it's kind of bulky. Um, you got to have like, what don't you have to have that thing hooked up to the PlayStation with another fucking cord, which I mean, that's just another right. thing for you to trip over when you're <laughs> have your eyes covered, you know, flailing around your living room. Kind of being a little bit facetious. Are there any wireless ones? I thought one of them was wireless. Not PlayStation, but... Like, maybe Samsung. I mean, there's stuff you can do with, like, your smartphone, but, I mean, that's... Right. That's kind of like, you know... That's what Switch would be. That would be more equivalent to that, wouldn't it? Yeah. And And, uh, we we don't have it in the news today, but, like, um, a very recent interview, Kimishima was quoted as saying that uh, Switch is powerful enough for VR, but... um, I think because it's weird. That's because, a nebulous like, statement right there. <laughs> Virtual it boy. Is. No. Okay. And I, for that, I would, I would love for like, um, like game foundry, uh, those kind of people, those like super techie guys to actually just build a 720p, um, VR unit that, that runs at like a switches resolution and, and, uh, CPU. Cause I think you could easily recreate it to see if it would be possible. Um, because I, I, I think that resolution is not good enough for the, like, like 720p for like two eyes. I thought, don't you need 7020 per eye to be even, I think that's what the, uh, PlayStation VR is, right? Which is like the absolute minimum that you need. Otherwise it's 720 divided by two, isn't it? 
I have totally played realistic roller coasters on my Google Cardboard with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. I think that's about all you're going to get on Switch, isn't it? Well, I think Project Giant Robot has been moved to Switch VR anyway because it was cancelled <laughs> recently. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, yeah, officially cancelled. Um, yeah, I it, was anybody interested in actually playing this? <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. But the the uh, <laughs> neither was the other one though. The one that did turn into a game, the uh, the Star Fox one. Right. It, that that, that seemed, right, wasn't it? Yeah, guard is that that seemed kind like of. more of a doable type of like a a concept. Like this is like with all the movement and all sorts of weirdness with it, it just seemed like something that I don't know if I'd want to play a whole game of this uh, personally. I mean, I, mean, I didn't yeah. really... I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't charge $30 for and put it on a disc. <laughs> <laughs> right. I Nintendo would ever do that with such a small game. Absolutely not. Um, speaking of things, well, something kind of along the same vein, Animal Crossing for mobile has also been pushed back to fiscal 2017. So you can look for that sometime after the end of March. So probably, you know, somewhere between April to next March. So. <laughs> Narrows it down. Yes. But they, they also said that they're going to try to do two or three mobile releases a year, right? right? I don't know if that's on top of that one or yeah, that's a as good well question. as that one. <laughs> Yeah, they've... <laughs> well, they've done that, haven't they? Like they've they've done three so far. Yeah, that's right. So target reached. Kind yeah, of. pretty much. Animal Crossing and another another two. Right. Super Mario Run two. <laughs> there it is. The golden six golden coins. Oh, there's another Kimi Chan uh, quote. This is quite a quite a big one because um, people are. Went, well, they went from freaking out, but then I think he kind of like. Uh, dampened down the flames a bit but um, at first he said something like we're looking into like you know a successor to the 3DS something it wasn't exactly those words but it was it, it gave the impression that they're kind of working on the uh, you know the 4DS as well as the <laughs> Switch but that's not really what he wanted to say what he meant was like they're always thinking about well I should just read this quote that you just got here right we are not creating a successor to the 3DS right now. We are, however, still thinking of portable systems. We're thinking of ways that we will be able to continue bringing portable gaming systems out. So, yes, we are thinking of different ways to continue the portable gaming business. Mm. So that that doesn't mean the 4DS is coming out next year. It just means we're, we're working on prototypes as we always are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not like a company like Nintendo is ever going to to stop developing stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh shit! We forgot to make something. <laughs> <laughs> like the four years, four years into this Wii U dying, they didn't say, "Oh, we should work on the Switch now." You know, the Switch was in development like from day one of the Wii U's release. You know, they were already working on it, so it's it's not not a big deal. But it it would be weird though after like let's say five six years of the Switch to release a you know a portable, a completely portable system that didn't you know, dock at home and go on your TV. I think the kind only, of going backwards a bit, wouldn't you? The only reason they do that is that the switch just absolutely tanks. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. There's, that'd be just a weird, <laughs> weird, weird move. Cause at that point you might as well just add a dock and let it be on your TV. Right. And what's the big deal? Exactly. If you've got something that's really portable and lasts more than three hours. <laughs> right. 
you've nailed the handheld bit you know might as well stick in the home console bit next so yeah this the official splatoon tumblr has been updated um <laughs> so with a few little bit of uh well they've got some pictures and a bit of info information so that the what's it called Incopolis square is now the going to be the main plaza of the game not in it used to be called the uh, Incopolis Plaza. Okay. Now it's the square. Got it. And <laughs> yes, they always like to make it sound like uh, the research lab, don't they? When they write yeah, like this, this guy is investigating the Inklings and their culture from a, and it's like, this is the latest research we have on this strange species. Right. Uh, Turf War is still going to be like the main uh, mode in Splatoon. <laughs> Um, there's a new stage called the Reef, um, which is uh, got like shops and stuff in. I think, yeah, it's uh, we've seen it in the in the trailers. Um, to bring up the map, you know, this was like the thing that you know could never be done on anything apart from the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> um, so apparently, you just press X and it brings up the overlay during battle, and then you can just press any direction on the D-pad to jump to your uh, teammates or the spawn point mm-hmm. so like left up and right go to your teammates and then down goes to the spawn point hmm. um, did make me think though like they also said that like all the weapons are being reset like all the weapons will be new when you get when you first load up Splatoon 2 there will be none of the old weapons there I, they'll hmm. all be new from the start and then they'll add they'll gradually add more weapons and then eventually you'll see some you know older weapons make a comeback did they say they'd add new weapons or the new super attacks? New new weapons. They're all, oh, all wow, the new okay. weapons. Yeah, and and new super attacks. But actually, that didn't make me think though, because of the. Um, do you remember the uh, the rate the uh, shit? What's it called? <laughs> Man, it's, it's been such a while since I played. Now I've forgotten what it's called. But like the the, the sniper ink rifle. bomb. Okay. The the special attack, the ink bomb, where you can actually press wherever you want on the on the gamepad. Yeah. So, like that kind of thing. Like, I mean, I guess you could direct a cursor around with the analog stick, but like, you know what I mean? It would be a little bit more cumbersome than just like touching where you wanted to hit. Yeah, you know I, that I mean? was the first thing. As soon as I saw them with new, like, special weapon attacks, I was like, "Oh, they're doing that so that they can get a, they can get rid of all the touchscreen stuff." I do like that term, kind of like. Uh, superhero style slam to the ground on your knee on your knees kind of one mm-hmm. that is very very cool and you can actually do that from the spawn point so you can actually just jump straight into where the action is and then slam into the ground with that and then that'll prevent you know the usual thing where you you go straight to the action and you die immediately again yes, everyone <laughs> is waiting for you right, right. exactly um, the, the one thing that kind of made me a little hesitant about this and why I'm kind of not as interested in Splatoon 2 as I was expecting mm-hmm. is that they seem to be trying really hard to explain how this is not just Splatoon 1.5 <laughs> which makes you think it is yes which <laughs> makes it even more 1.5 than than Splatoon 2 is at the moment like it's you know they're showing like oh look this is the sniper rifle from the old game but it looks a little different this is <laughs> You know, they just have all this stuff where it's like, please understand, this is a different game. <laughs> yeah, and well, especially when they're saying Turf War is the the main mode in this one yeah. as well. 
Mm, and like, yeah. and visually, like if you showed me a screenshot of Splatoon One and Splatoon Two, like they look identical. It's the exact same looking game, but one of them's got new hairstyles and different pants. Yeah, and if you don't know that, then you just look. If you look at them side by side, you would absolutely have no yeah. idea. Right. So, like, I, could easily I, be a very big update to the first game. Like, I, I have no doubt that it will be. Like, it's going to be a whole new thing. It's a, it's a big, huge new game. But they are doing an absolutely atrocious job of showing that. Like, even Street Fighter, whenever that went between new versions of Street Fighter and Super Street Fighter Two and whatever, they always had like a different art style for the promotional art, at least. So that uh, right. so it was very clear what game it's, they were talking about. Because I think it's because the the art style is unique that it is and kind of hard to. I know, and that's make the real problem. Like they hit on this like perfect. The game is basically perfect. When you the look at it, it's Splatoon. like, well, that's Splatoon, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think they've they've kind of trapped themselves by being so good right out of the gates. They're, they're finding it hard to differentiate the game at all. Um, one of my most retweeted tweets uh, in recent uh, times was a kind of trolley one uh, where I retweeted like a picture of all the Call of Duty box arts. Did you see that one? Mm. Like um, I said to all the people complaining that Splatoon 2 looks too similar to the first game. And I just tweeted, it was just a picture of like 24 boxes of um, Call of Duty since like Call of Duty 1. So, you know, talking about, you know, minor upgrades to the previous one in the series, are you fucking kidding me? Call of Black Ops 2 but Black Ops 1. even on that point is like, if you showed me one Call of Duty game, then the immediate next Call of Duty game, they always look different. Like, they, yeah, they're, they're never in like, like if you, they, you know, You Call can of tell Duty. Black Ops 1 from 2. But they won't have Call of they won't have Black Ops One followed the next year by Call by Black Ops Two. There's like yeah. there's Black Ops, then there's Modern Warfare Five or whatever, and then there's Black <laughs> Ops again, then there's Ghosts or they make but sure that there's when like, it goes to the multiplayer part of it though, they are very, very similar. But one will be in like World War Two, one will be in the future, one will be in Vietnam. So I'd say even James maybe Back maybe about five or six years ago, I think that was very true. Yes, but now it seems like with I mean I haven't well yeah because it's like games since space I mean they, now isn't it? They're always they're it seems like what they've been doing lately is yeah just changing up like gameplay a lot like per game just so it's not because that's what people will complain about that like yeah man like the controls are the same yeah maybe this this quote unquote story is different woohoo but yeah. <laughs> And, and seriously, like, I have a Splatoon jigsaw here on my shelf. I've got Splatoon art books and figures and drawings all over my desk here. So to have me defend Call of Duty while putting down Splatoon is like <laughs> eating glass. But... <laughs> oh, man, a notable moment of Black Ops. <laughs> so, so um... yeah, so it, it hurts me to say these things, but I really think this is a, a bad point on Splatoon 2's favor. And also, um, I think maybe they, they, are, they are keeping it similar because there were so many people who don't have Wii U's, but they, they somehow they, they know about the, the culture of Splatoon because it, it just became such a big thing in Japan, didn't it? And around the world. I mean, like people know what Splatoon is, but they're like, oh, that looks cool. Not buying a Wii U for it. But <laughs> there's so many people who did that, right? So now it's like, 
well is this splatoon is this the same is this the same split well it looks the same i guess this is the new splatoon so it's it's like you can jump in at any time kind of thing i do hope that they are deliberately doing this because if they're just fumbling this out of ignorance it seems like a pretty big fumble because the people who are really into splatoon are going to get the sequel anyway and then the people who've been waiting uh for whatever reason <laughs> you know they can jump in with this one mm. so I think it's kind of win-win. I mean, people who are never interested in it are not, not going to play it no matter what, right? So, fuck them. Um, the last thing on the Tumblr thing was uh, they, t- they talked a bit about the app again. So, like, it lets you make play appointments with your friends, uh, which you can invite through social media. So, I guess that means Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> lets you match up with them in the game as well and then voice chat with them. Still not explained how that works. Yeah, <laughs> but it says, like, if you do a private battle, for example, you can voice chat with all your connected friends. And then when you go into teams, when the teams are set, the voice chat then switches to, you know, only talking with the people on your team. So, as you would expect, right? But um, I did have this thought, actually, earlier today. The only way that this could work, I mean, this is like a big if, right? The only way that this app would actually be good, could actually be good, is that let's say you link you um what do you say, you like tether your app to the to the switch once. Like you just press it, you open the app and it says, you know, splitting two is open and then you link it up, right? And then it uses the phone's uh like VOIP to handle the voice data, but like actually the the voice and the music and everything comes out the switch. Yeah. So it's dude. just it's just like sideloading the you know the processing power onto your smart device, but it's not actually coming out of the smart device. Whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, what? So like the <laughs> like the VoIP, okay. like the whatever. So you're the, basically saying it's like Nintendo's version of Skype, which is what it probably is. Yes, but the the sound is coming out the switch device, not out of the the phone. It's just oh. using the phone's processing power and the whatever the cellular power to do that. You know what uh, I mean? I think I understand what you're saying. Like it's, instead it's of kind having... of like, te- like when you tether stuff, right? You know, right? It's kind of instantaneous, right? So, like, I think it it could work if it works like that. I guess, but, but I mean, would you want to have everybody's voice coming out through your TV? I mean, oh, you know? it. Yeah, yeah, that that's, that's that brings up another point, doesn't it? Like, there's no headphone jack in the controllers or whatever. It's a bit of a pain. It would only work if it was like in portable mode, right? Oh god, I don't even want to think about this. It's so, it's, it's so confusing. Yeah, but like, I, if if that let you play out like online, out and about, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there's as long as you can connect to Wi-Fi, which you can, you can tether your phone if you really wanted to to the thing and play online gaming on the go. I you don't know if I want to play like that, but you never played online games over your, with using your iPhone's tethering thing. I've used the eShop. <laughs> I've never <laughs> like played a competitive shooter or something. Um, you should get uh, Street Fighter 3D. I do play I some do online do. with that. Well, speaking of fumbles, <laughs> Nintendo actually had a Super Bowl commercial. For those not familiar with a superb owl. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you spell it i think so um yeah super bowl i don't know about ty do you, you don't like football do you 
I'm a football. Okay, I guess I'm the only one. Um, you know, watching it here in Japan, we don't get to see any of the commercials, but, you know, obviously in this day and yes, age... Yes, we do. It's called YouTube. Yes, exactly. In this day and age, YouTube exists, so you could even see the commercials before the event even happens. And, uh, yeah, I checked it out. I checked out the short version and the long one. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Not bad. <laughs> right, did you guys check out the trailer? <laughs> no. About the, the Switch one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good way to... They didn't fuck it up, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. It's... Which is like, the best you can hope for. They, <laughs> I think they showed, um, you know, people having a good time with it, and they, they got the point across that, you know, you can plunk it down on a table and play it with someone. Right. Um, right. Yeah. All right, well, we'll quit talking about football, because Japan. Um, they, they didn't have the German version where there's a guy on the toilet. <laughs> no, seriously, really? the, the Euro- European one, I think it was the German one. It shows them playing Mario Kart and one guy's in the toilet. <laughs> Is that the same one where they accidentally leaked like what the dev development oh, no. kit looks like or something? That was the Spanish one or Portuguese one? I can't remember. Hmm. Or Port- yeah, I think it was Portugal. Uh, who can tell all those Europeans apart? Yes, and then people immediately like took screenshots of all the dev things and it showed that it's got 64 megabytes of... Uh, internal <laughs> megabytes yes. gigabytes of internal storage <laughs> on the dev unit rest in peace <laughs> good, to know, isn't it? good to know that they took took it out for the uh, final version thanks for yeah. that uh moving on here this looks like a cyrus type of bit of news here pokemon oh my god pokemon that's me yeah, probably pokemon global mission yeah so in in the new pokemon games they've got this like global mission thing where Everyone who's playing has to like work together to do a, a common goal. So, like uh, the first mission they had was like they wanted everyone playing Sun and Moon to try and catch 100 million Pokemon or something. Oh, okay, like that type of stuff. I got yeah, you. or catch a million Pokemon. I don't know how many it was, but it was a lot of Pokemon. And they failed spectacularly. Like didn't even get <laughs> like it was like less than a third of the total they needed or something. So. That was a bust, so they did a second global mission where you had to take pictures of far less Pokemon, and they totally failed at that one, too. Oh. So, uh... <laughs> Why don't they just kick it down, take a picture of 12 Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Everybody, please, for the love of God. So the new one was they had to trade X number of Pokemon, I can't remember how many, but this was a success. So everyone was finally happy they met the stupid requirements to, to fulfill this challenge. And... From what I'm reading, because I still haven't opened my copy of, of Moon yet. That You're part of the problem, Cyrus. You, you could have helped him, man. Is that it, they've made these really annoying restrictions on everything. So, like, to sign up for this program, you are not by default signed up to to contribute to these. Hmm. So when you turn on the game, you have to go to, like, the, the Festival Plaza, which is, the, like, the, the multiplayer hub where you can talk to people and leave messages and get gifts and all this stuff. So you have to go to that place, go into a special room on the Festival Plaza, log on to one of the computers, uh, sync up your game data with the online services, then (laughs) leave this section, talk to a certain other person in the Festival Plaza, and she will ask you if you want to sign up for the global missions. Jesus Christ. And you have <laughs> and you said part of it is logging into a computer in a video game. Yes. So uh so this is like the at least for the first one 
so many people were like actively like, yeah, I'm going to help this and catching dozens and dozens of Pokemon to try and contribute. And then they realized, oh, wait, none of what I did mattered because I didn't go through this fucking awkward as hell registration service. Stupid. <laughs> so, uh, so most people probably still haven't done this and don't know how to do it. And that's why they're failing so miserably at all of these challenges. So, but on the other hand, Fire Emblem Heroes had its own global mission this week, which was to retweet something. It was like, um, just retweet whatever, a Fire Emblem's Heroes message. And right. if they said if they got 10,000 retweets, they'd give you a bunch of in-game currency. And it was like in 15 minutes, it was finished. <laughs> and I think... Right now, it's at like 400% of what they needed. It's like 40,000 retweets or something. So, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, they know how to do stuff better than Pokemon people. Right. That reminds me of uh, another certain uh, global community goal kind of thing I saw in a video game. Uh, I've seen this in a few other games. It doesn't happen a lot, but uh, let's see. Way back in the day, in World of Warcraft... I think it was still like vanilla Warcraft, like no experience. Not this again. Yeah, no, no. Just hear me out. You don't need to know anything about Warcraft. Hmm. So uh, there was some event where they're opening up like a a new gigantic raid dungeon or something. And at the time, you know, I I didn't even have a max level character. I was just some you know scrub. (laughs) But part of an in-game event was. they they had uh, these special characters in the main cities. The community goal or the server goal or the faction goal, I guess all of the above, was to you know turn in like certain amounts of resources. Like here you go, turn turn in like a bunch of bandages or whatever. But the thing is, they give you good reward, like not just like uh, cumulatively as a community, but also individually. They gave really good rewards for this community thing. And uh, that got people really fired up to do it. Cause, cause they were like really good rewards. If, especially if you had a new character, you could, you could uh, deck out your level 20 or whatever garbage ass character <laughs> with like some pretty decent items for your level. And also it was, if I remember, it was also like a dick size contest with the uh, other faction on the server so that element of competition is pretty fun too yeah and you know with this fire emblem thing though too like you, you mentioned that you know with with world of warcraft you're actually getting like really good stuff but with right. fire emblem it's gonna sound like a lot but like for for everybody everybody got ten thousand feathers for you know basically them meeting this, goal, this retweet I goal did? yes oh that's uh, why okay Yes. And so, but like Cyrus mentioned earlier, like if you basically feathers can be used to upgrade like the, the star level of your character or whatnot. And like, if you have like a level over your like over level 20 and you want to upgrade a guy from like star has four stars to five, that's like 20,000 feathers. And you only usually get them maybe like sometimes five, 10, maybe sometimes like 20 or 30 at a time. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, this is very generous, but my God, I mean, you still got to... Yeah, I still think the feather system is totally ass to the wall broken in this. Yeah. It's like, it's 
the amount of feathers you need to do stuff in this game is totally ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Let's read this next uh, kind of facetious little piece of news here. James, uh, like something oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? No, you're totally right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Um, Nintendo software developers have mastered state-of-the-art technologies such as the Unreal Engine, and now their skills can be compared to those of Western developers. I think that I think that was Miyamoto who said that. Yeah, it was from the big man himself. I don't think he. I don't think he said we did master them. I think he said we are trying to master them or something like no, that. How old is the Unreal Engine? Mastered. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's done. It's mastered. Okay. Yeah, we we got it. This is nailed is it. It's like another case of Nintendo catching up to ten years ago. Nailed yes. it. Yes. They, yeah. they they haven't caught. Yeah, they they are now comparable. But I love that phrase. And their skills can now be compared because like. You can compare a baby with an adult. Like, <laughs> that, they, that is I a think, thing you can do. I think he was trying to be humble because, like, he was saying how, like, Western developers are, like, basically just shitting all over Japanese developers in that sense, especially Nintendo, that, you know, they were way behind on Unreal. And maybe they've finally uh, clicked on. I mean, there wasn't there an Unreal Engine game shown at the Switch launch? Like, it's a game I'm not interested in. But now, like, you know, everybody and their grandma develops on Unreal Engine. It's not a special thing. Right. right. But it's it's positive to know that, you know, Unreal 4 works on Switch and it's there for developers to use if they want. And apparently it's very easy to port, um, you know, games uh, over to Switch. You know, like games developed on PC can easily be uh, developed for Switch. Like, I think in that same interview, Miyamoto said, like, within a year, pretty much any game could be uh, adapted to um to switch uh, you know like wow, any... a year like a yeah. year after release like i read that a year too. after release yeah, yeah. man I'm, like i'm trying i'm trying to find something to be enthusiastic about here but it's not happening well yeah. i'll tell you well, what compared to the wii u which which didn't have any of this stuff to begin with i mean i think famously unreal 3 didn't work very well on wii u like that's why a lot of the like the batman games and stuff kind of like glitched out and stuff Mm. or things like that right so basically he's just saying that you know all the bases are covered don't worry about it whatever you kind of program your game in we've got it (laughs) what's the other one uh the unity is also there from day one which took ages to get to wii u and the, the other one that axiom verge was made in um is that game maker something like that Okay. I don't think that that was supported, but I mean, they. Yeah, but they yeah they had to like you know to work around doc, doctor up something to make it work right. on Wii U, right? All right, all right. I'm slightly more enthusiastic about the Switch being able to play normal video games. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It, it's just a matter of how. Uh, I don't know. There, there was a whole thing I kind of want to talk about with like EA and stuff but maybe I'll save that for a different time. I think we've talked about it before. But it's going to take a long time, but. Uh, Next, yes, next tie. You were talking about being sad. This is going to make you even happier because there's a huge Final Fantasy 30th anniversary sale on the <laughs> eShop. Ooh, a sale on the eShop. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, all Final Fantasy games on the 3DS and Wii U eShop are all 50% off until wow. uh, February 13th. That includes like all the virtual console games, like uh, Theatrhythm, all like That's the main. Kind of cool. I'm going to boot up my 3DS. See anything I want. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. if you have a 
Japanese 3DS and Wii U. I mean, there's some pretty good sales and stuff. I mean, wait, 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 Japanese. Yes, of this, course, this... dude. Why would they do this outside Man, of Japan? First of all, if they did, if they did do this outside of Japan, there would be hardly anything to be putting on sale anyway. So that's what I was trying to think. What games are even on the eShop? <laughs> yeah, but fifty percent this... off. Doesn't that just basically take off the Square tax and bring it down to normal price? Well, you know, you get like Super Famicom games for like about five bucks, essentially five hundred <laughs> yen or something. Right. This afternoon, I bought a four pack of two Saints Row games and two Metro games on the Xbox One for a grand total of $11. You can buy Final Fantasy 1 to 3 on the NES Virtual Console on Wii U for $9, Ty. Wow, straight up NES ROMs. <laughs> straight up. up NES ROMs, dude. So, all right, well, that's... Uh, Danny, of... there was a little bit from that time interview. I forgot to paste it into the agenda. Okay. Um, oh, most yeah, of it, I love this. Most of it was crap, but like... <laughs> there was one bit where they time asked uh, Kimishima again. This is Kimishima, Kimichan. Um, is Switch powerful enough to emulate Wii U games, or would they have to be ports like uh, Mario Kart Deluxe? So he said, uh, "Yeah, we can take games and bring them, make them playable on Switch, so they can be remade for Switch easily." Yes, that said, the Switch is not backwardly compatible with games designed for other systems, and it's not currently compatible with controllers designed for the other systems either. But support for those certain controllers may be considered for a future update. And in cases where games from past systems, they may be re-released uh, as either enhanced or uh, original versions. So it makes it sound like they might add in, like you know, Wii U Pro or you know, Wii Remote uh, compatibility uh, later on in the line. But like only in kind of like virtual console sense. That sounds to me like. We know people want Smash controllers. We're looking into GameCube controllers. Right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the only, find the, some way of making it work. That's the easiest thing. Well, I don't know anything about the technological stuff you'd have to do for that, but I mean, that at least plugs in via USB and hopefully well, two USB cables, right? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> and also, there's no internet browser uh, right. going to be on the Switch at launch. Which um, may, may people think, actually, do we need an Internet Explorer on a, a video game console? We need Netscape Navigator. <laughs> how, are, how am I going to get a sign up for Pokemon Global Missions? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it makes us, I mean, I was talking to uh, Seren uh, on Twitter about this, and it, it, it makes us, she made it sound like uh, you don't need a, a browser to have, you know, web applications kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like on PS4, like you know, when you send stuff to Twitter, you you, you don't have to open up a, uh, a browser to do that, right? It's just no. part of this, the system. So yes. uh, Switch is going to be like that. It's going to have those functions, but without the actual uh, internet uh, browser. Right, How James. Am I I'm going to troll yeah. the NWR forums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But James, I was thinking mm-hmm. about like your recent like gaming console experiences with just 3ds and wii u and like Mm -hmm. how you have like questions like this and i'm just like thinking like wow i mean yeah i could see if you have just a nintendo console like having questions like this and i'm not saying it's like stupid or anything because it's not but yeah man like (laughs) if if you're just like doing nintendo stuff you think like oh shit i don't have the twitter app how the hell is this going to work or you know whatever i have to go to the goddamn browser to do this but no, it you know, like PlayStation and, and Microsoft, they got their stuff together and it's like, hey, 
we just kind of built this stuff in so it, this this stuff can work without doing like any extra bullshit, you know? Right. It can do web stuff without a web browser, right? Right, basically. Yeah. So let's hope they that's all in there at day one. Because, I mean, they've got a freaking uh, capture button now. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen when you press that button? It just saves it to your, you know, your memory card and that's it. It, well, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a thing that will happen, but I, I don't know if you'd have to actually go into the screenshot like folder and then do it from there or not. I mean, if you think about it, lots of uh, like all the Nintendo apps and and now have like a Facebook and Twitter and some other social network thing that I'm not interested in uh, buttons on there, don't they? And, right. they? and they let you log in with all of those accounts. So I'm assuming it's just going to be like the same kind of thing. Like you're going to set like a Twitter account as in the settings and that's going to be like the global settings for the system. And it's, you know, you're going to be able to tweet out from that account whenever you want to. Right. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen anyway. Right. I might send it to the uh, smartphone app and then you have to send it from there. Well, then I was thinking too, James, with guys like us with multiple region accounts, like can you even hook up a Twitter account with both of them? (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to have separate Twitter accounts. Sweet. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take another break. And we have a round of fake or real that Ty's going to hit us up with. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) So stay tuned. Sounds fake to me. Listen to that sound drop. Fake or real? Is it fake or real? Does this game exist or did Ty make it up? Fake or real? Is it fake or real? Fake or real? And we're back. Ty, uh, for those that don't know about fake or real maybe new listeners or i forget or people like james that just forget Uh, how about you go over the rules a little bit okay so uh fake or real i described some japanese video games y'all have to guess if it's a real albeit weird and scary japanese game or if it's some bullshit that i made up okay and they're practically indistinguishable (laughs) <laughs> or are they or are they yeah alright so let's get started I suppose cool so uh, you know sometimes there's a theme or you know some some marginal kind of rules but this time once again it's just the title okay here we go no descriptions no follow up questions Right. I mean, you can ask a follow-up question, but I probably won't answer. I'll probably just make fun of you. (laughs) Cool. All right. All part of the fun. Yeah. And, of course, the the questions are ordered by a random number generator. So he says. So I say. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe I should get some uh, prestige drama writers to come up with a good order. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. Game number one. Game number one. Is this fake or real? God, I don't know if this whole thing is going to be way too easy or way too hard. It's one, it's one of those months. Is okay. this part of the question? No. <laughs> Here's the actual title. It's called Toilet Kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what, was, what was the McDonald's game? Wasn't that called McKids? Right. McKids. No toilets in that game. I was just saying, well, probably need one after version of that. McDonald's. I, yeah, I think kids is a is a very popular thing to add to a Japanese game, like <laughs> sm- snowball kids, my kids. 
That's probably the last accused games. I'm gonna say it's real. Fighter kids. That's not like the key part of the title here. (laughs) Like, how do you feel about toilet? Really? Well, well, have you seen? I mean, wasn't the poo? Have you ever seen a toilet? The poo emoji wasn't that invented in Japan? Probably. I mean, it's cute little Japanese poop. You know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and say real too. I'm gonna say it's real. Yeah, I. I'm gonna go false just to go against the curve. False. <laughs> false. It's always, it's always, always someone. <laughs> and I, the, I bet the tile screen is gonna be one of those perfect like poops, you know, that Japanese kids love to draw in their textbooks. Oh, all right. So James says it's real. Danny says it's real. Cyrus says it's not. Are those your final answers? Yes. Technically, Cyrus said it's false. So I don't know what game he's playing. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> okay, it's real. Okay, hey, <laughs> have you not seen this? No, really? No, I sounds don't like shit. Hey. I tell you to Google it, but you probably shouldn't Google it. Oh, is it? Well, like a, now uh, I have to Google it. No, it, no, it's like a Famicom game or something. That was Custard's Revenge. Am I about to regret hitting enter here? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a title screen. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Torekizu. Torekizu. That's weird. <laughs> oh yeah, PC is this the genie voice. of the toilet? Probably. Or like <laughs> I've the seen, I've seen promotional the art for this game, and it's always a, a mind boggler. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. PC engine game. Yeah, yeah. So graphics. If you have a, a smart device and you're listening to the enhanced version, you can look at your phone Jeez. or whatever and you can see a picture of this. Is this an entire kingdom made of poop? And this Pretty genius much. firing either lightning or urine out of his belly button. <laughs> I'm, just, yep. I'm just impressed by the, the cover. I mean, he's holding poop in his hands. He has poop on his head. And he might be sitting right. in poop. I don't it's know. It's not... Nicholas. It's not in the disgusting way you think, though. It's it like it's like I thought. It's like the um, you know, that perfect kind of curled up poo that. Uh, well, are you looking at like the, the, the two pra- page spread map? Ah, uh, yes. Is that like it part oh. of the instruction booklet? I think so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we got the poop scorpions. We got oh, those... the poop camels. We got the poop throwing poop monkeys. The we got the so deers weird. that are shooting like Gatling gun poop into the air. Right, yeah, this is a real fucking video game, and I've never been able to get th- this image out of my head. Can't tell if that hippopotamus <laughs> is vomiting up poop or if he's eating poop, but there's poop going in or out of its mouth. It's... <laughs> Have you noticed that the, the sprite for the poo in the game, when it turns upside down, it looks like a penis? I did notice that. <laughs> wow. <That's> cool. Unfortunate. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple points up on the board. <laughs> Man, I, I, I apologize for nothing. Good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ready for game number two. I think we just did number two. Oh, Hello. God. <laughs> no, no. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Can okay. I take a point of Cyrus for that? Please. False. It doesn't have any. Minus <laughs> one. All right, all right. Here's game number two. The title of this game is Tembo... The badass elephant. What are you? Are you kidding me, yeah, dude? No, real. All in on real. This is a new game. 
This is real. This is too new, man. This it's like, like quite Sega, recent. wasn't it? No, no. I guess. This, it was the guy. The, it was it was surprising that it wasn't on Wii U because it was like it was a Game guy, It was the guys who were like famously made lots of Nintendo games. Game Freak. There you go. Oh, that's okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so next I, next game. All right. I guess that one was the too easy one, and the first there one you was go. too I hard think, because apparently you guys had never heard of this ridiculous game. Yeah, I knew about the elephant, or right. I just knew about that because I seen like press releases and stuff. And unless you change one, like one letter, and it's actually like Timbo, the badass elephant. Yeah, nobody got, gets a point. <laughs> okay. So yeah, apparently Game Freaks makes games besides Pokemon. Yeah, right. That's the shocker. I thought it looked cool, and it was a shame it never it's came to the It's supposed to be pretty good, as far as I know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I already put three points for all, like one point each for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Before, before I'd even heard your answer because I just know it's real. <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. Never mind. Let's move on to the next game. <clears throat> okay, okay. This is a this is a, a mouthful and it's a parody. So here we go. Buckle up. Is that um, the name of the game? Buckle up. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're gonna know the the name when you hear it. Okay. <clears throat> This is Diacritical Lineage Simulation Meta Sengoku Simulacrum. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I can't actually be asked to hear you say that again. But <laughs> you seem to put a lot of effort. If you if that if this turns out to be fake, you put too much effort into that name. Okay. So you're going with real. <laughs> I'm gonna go with real because that's just too stupid. I'm I'm conflicted, but let's go real because I like the word Sengoku. Cyrus, what uh, was that game you played like a few episodes ago? The the adventure game or something? Oh, like Parascientific Cruise, like yeah. mystery on the on the on the forgotten see, sea. That's or what something. I heard. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I heard when when uh, Ty, Ty was saying that. That's what I heard. It's a sequel to that. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say fake. Uh, just to try to tip the scale, this is probably real. <laughs> <laughs> There's always someone. <laughs> All right. Uh, so final answer is yes. James and Cyrus fake. Danny real. Uh, wait, other the way around. Of that. <laughs> wait the other the other way around. Okay. So. Me and Cyrus say real. Danny says fake. Okay. Okay. I said true. Man. <laughs> Good. Yeah. God. Binaries are hard. But uh, this is fake. I made it up. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds somewhat plausible, but still funny. <laughs> like somebody making a, a Sengoku strategy game as a parody <laughs> of a Metal Gear. Right? I, that's it? why I was like Sengoku. What? Oh, sorry, died again. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes. Okay. That, just, uh, that game just sounds like somebody who's making up a title for some fake game show on a podcast. Man, I hit up the thesaurus for that one. <laughs> All right. So let's have a look at the scoreboard. Like Danny has a perfect score. Hey. Yeah. James has two. Cyrus has one. Sounds about right. Hey, when was the last time you got a perfect score, Danny? 
Me? I don't think it's ever happened. Or if it did, it's only been once in the past, you know, what, two or three years since we started doing this. Yeah. Good no, job. No one has ever got a perfect score. I don't think I've ever even won. Has anyone ever won? <laughs> nope, there, there are no winners in this game. <laughs> Rob, the only winning move is not to play. Who's the biggest loser? <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to Danny for a, a perfect score. So, hey, I'll, I'll take it, <laughs> you know. Oh, is that it? Yeah, there's only oh. three. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I'm just going well on though. top. That's, that's, I'm good with it. I mean, I mean, yeah, like I had tiebreakers ready. But... Yeah, I would, I would go for the tiebreaker. You screwed one of them up. <laughs> you, you chose a game that's in like the top 10, the current top 10. It's like, <laughs> not quite. Really? No, <laughs> not that reason. I, I never heard of this game before I started Googling random ass games. So, yeah, there's that. All right, well, congratulations, Danny. Good game. Good, good. Hey, I'll, I'll take the win. I'll take it whenever five. I can. Yeah. Good job. It's a hard-fought victory, and uh, hope, we, hope I can come back and do it again next time. Your trophy's in the mail. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's going to do it kids. for... Toiling kids. You guys have never heard of Toilet Kids. I thought that was going to be an easy one. No, dude. I, that was... <laughs> That was news to me. It's like, like I kid. skipped over it so many times when I was looking for terrible, weird video games. Is it MC Kids or Mick Kids? Uh, I would say Mick Kids, but I've heard it both ways. That's that's the prequel, right? To Toilet Kids. Yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> cool. Well, that's going to do it for Faker Real. We're going to take another quick break and be back with some feedback. So stay tuned. All right, and we're back with some feedback from you guys. If you want to have an email, comment, complaint read out on the show, you can send us an email at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, hit us up at the famicast and have your stuff read out on the air like these guys did. We haven't um, had an email for a long time, have we? We have not. So everyone seems to be on the Twitters. Yeah, yeah, that's dinosaur technology, man. Yeah, well, just threw it out there just in case. I'm but sure speaking... the Switch will support it. <laughs> I was saying, we I was did receive speaking... a fax, funnily enough. Yes. Well, I'd say speaking of dinosaur technology, that is not from a fax machine. Um, we did get some good, well, <laughs> some com- like I guess comments back in the talkback for uh, episode ninety six. Um, Ezek was kind of setting Ty straight about Xbox region free stuff. And, uh, that's Ty funny. Was, Ty was trying to hold his own or whatever. Yeah. Right? I, I think I set him straight. I think Ty was, <laughs> I think Ty kind of misled the public a bit last time and made it sound like it was like all hunky dory region free switch between regions as much as you want in any country you want with any credit card you want, but it wasn't quite true. Right. Ty. Well, I didn't imply the credit part. I don't think he said. I don't think he said that at all, James. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can somehow get money on your Xbox machine, if it's Xbox One, you can buy stuff from other regions. But I mean, I'm pretty. But if you're not in Japan, you'd need like Japan points or whatever. Right. Well, no. uh, I think for the Xbox One, the points are universal. Like, huh. uh, that's definitely a thing they changed is, uh, the DLC kind of stuff. 
like game add-ons. They're universal. Whereas uh, on the 360, they may not have been. Like, uh, I don't think I was able to add uh, like uh, like a DLC code for a Japan game to my American account. But well, on the 360, for a 360 title. But on the Xbox One, I could, no problem. Right, okay. Yeah, and in fact, like, at, due to the, those comments, I went and tested some crazy shit on my Xbox One. And it turns out, like, uh, games that are on the, the reverse compatibility list, like, any region locking they had is null and void if you run it on Xbox One. Huh, cool. So that's cool as fuck. Like, I just slapped in, uh, like, a region lock Japanese 360 disc on my Xbox One, and, it, you know, I just installed and played, no problem. Cool. And uh, I tried downloading, like, an American locked game I had. Oh, uh, man, I wish the Wii U had done that with GameCube games, because I could have, because I got, like, uh, discs from all kinds of regions. Right. <laughs> it's kind of annoying that I have to have the same yeah. region Wii U as Wii. Yeah. So, like, on Xbox One, there's no region lock, except, I guess, for the potential snag that you'll probably need a credit card in the same region as the account you're trying to buy from. Probably right. not. I mean, I could probably just... Since it'll switch to the Japanese store on your American account, if you're in my situation, if you switch your system region to Japan, and it lists everything in yen, but uh, I'm betting I could just buy anything off of that straight up. Okay. Well, well, my I'm not going to because everything seems more expensive. Right. My, uh, my point was that on the 3DS, which is a, for me, it's a Japanese one, and on the my Wii U, which is a European one, I use the same credit card, my Japanese credit card. So uh, Nintendo doesn't seem to care which region uh, credit card you use on whatever eShop. So when the Switch does come around, I guess you could have, you know, whatever, the three regions, if you, if you really wanted all three regions. Yeah, and James, I was, actually, I was actually worried about that because I remember back in the Wii days. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Just change well, everything no, to your Japanese credit card. You'd be no, saying. but in the Wii days in America, you had, for your credit card information, it wasn't saved. You had to put it in every time. And for us in America, we had to not only put in our county where we lived, we also, yes, I had to, you had to put in your county where you live as a, and your state and your zip code. It was really weird. (laughs) Um, I remember doing that because I had an American Wii and I just put in some random bullshit and it worked. Yeah. But, and, you know, I was kind of worried because I just set up my American, uh, my Nintendo stuff like last night because I was trying to figure out like what the hell email I used with it because I don't use it at all. And I figured it out and I got all that set up. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much set to go for Switch launch with both my Japanese and US stuff. So, yeah, it'd be good. Did I ever tell you about guys about the time I downloaded a game from Puerto Rico? (laughs) Why? Uh, few years back all right on the xbox 360 store somebody accidentally listed up the price for a newish game as zero dollars oh 60 mm-hmm. yeah does this sound familiar yeah it does yeah so uh i just made a puerto rican account and because the game wasn't region locked i just you know straight up downloaded it and got a free fucking game because somebody fucked up there you go nice 
I know for one of my reason-locking Xbox stories was I tried to get Dance Central 3 from a Kinect. Yeah. It wasn't available on the, like, this is, I'm in Japan, I couldn't buy it because it was not available on the Japanese store. So I got my brother to log into my account back in Europe, and he bought the game on my account in Europe, and that was fine. But then, and then I recovered my account to my Japanese uh, Xbox console, and it wouldn't allow me to download my own game. It right. said, like, yes, you have purchased this, but you can't download that in your country. Right. So, That's the, the IP address. Region yeah. Mark. So I spent like literally two years on and off calling Xbox customer services, trying to get them to figure out a way for me to download this goddamn game. And uh, I finally got it. It took it took a while. I had to make like three dummy email accounts and bounce them back and forth with Xbox Microsoft services. But now it works. It works. That's a lot of, a lot of effort. When I could have VPN'd, yes, but I did it the, I did it the legal way. To get my illegal game. It's legal to use a VPN. Yes. Did I ever tell you about the time Sony of Korea uploaded The Amazing Spider-Man 2 to their YouTube account? And, right. right. Uh, I watched the whole movie for free. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. It, it was only up there for like two hours, but that was enough for me to watch the whole <laughs> movie. amazing. Um, nice. So next onto Twitter, I guess, Danny? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take those, James? So, yeah, this is um, from Craig Hoffman, uh, hacker alias Craig Hoffman 11. Um, so, uh, I can't remember how he got into our Twitter feed, but um, maybe he was a friend of um, the other James who was on the show, mm-hmm. uh, J Dubs, right? Um, <laughs> he he uh, kind of like that whole kind of Japan scene, I guess. Um, and he was looking for like podcasts to listen to, so I suggested ours. And uh, here's what he said. He said, I listened to a couple of episodes of the Famicast. It's focused on video games twice a month. Shows promise. And then maybe like the next day, he said, um, okay, this is about the third episode I've listened to of the podcast. It keeps my attention. And then the next day he said, if you like video games, it's worth a listen. It's been a long time since I've uh, picked up a controller. So yeah, I guess we've got a new fan. So thanks for listening, Craig. A podcast for people who like video games. Yeah, weird. I hope he's not Official. listening to like the very like no, no, know, no, the three most recent ones. I asked him that actually. Okay, because I was gonna say, starting from episode one, three <laughs> DS long. This isn't the type of podcast where that that's a good idea, unless you're like <laughs> doing it for like historical research or something or no, whatever the hell idea. you want to listen call to it. every episode. Yeah, <laughs> and if you haven't done that, stop listening now and do that. Absolutely, Absolutely. get on it. And the other one we've got is from uh, Lady Lindis, frequent uh, Twitterer. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, Famicast, uh, do you know about these old Japanese promotional images of Peach? And she sent us a link to some old promotional pim- images of Peach, which I we're all looking at now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen most of these, I think. Um, the, the only one that stands out is the one that's... Um, Peach in like a black and white dress, which is from the uh, Kisakai plate. That's the um, the new 3DS plate cover thing that they did a mashup with uh, that fucking Kari Pamu Pamu. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I oh. love those ones. And <laughs> what? What did you just say? Cut his mic. That that was the only one I'd never seen before, but probably because I black blanked it out of my memory. 
Yeah, dude. You know, actually, if if you go to Nintendo's you know the Japanese website, they have all sorts of just sometimes just weird slash cool just stuff like this cool artwork on their pages. Hanafuda like, card um, artwork is also pretty cool, right? Yeah. Like even on their investor relations page, you can just see like there's a picture with like maybe Mario sitting at a desk or running around with like a cup of coffee or something. Just like totally right. random stuff like that. It's kind of fun. But yeah, they got some cool stuff on there. Check it out. I think. Page. So much art. I like it. Yeah. There you go. This is from the Mario wiki um, page, by the way. Yes. So yeah, like Danny said, at the Famicast, uh, send us some questions. I can't believe how close we are to episode 100 and the Switch launch. And how perfectly we have everything planned out for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe send us some suggestions. We we played a long game on this. Episode 1, we were like... (laughs) (laughs) Cyrus got cut out because he started talking about episode 1, which he wasn't on. (laughs) That's why. I cut him out. Yes. Um, But yeah, if you have any suggestions for... uh, You'd like us to do, <laughs> and like us to do for episode 100 because we have no idea. No, I, I have a couple of ideas that I haven't even shared with anybody but myself. Um, Ollie, there's an entire jar of live bees. <laughs> <laughs> Please that like was, and subscribe. That was a second option. Um, I mean, ideally, you'd think it'd be something around the Switch launch, right? Um, but we did. I mean, we did a pretty cool live episode from the Switch uh, event, right? I think that was right. pretty special. That would have made a hell of a 100, but I guess it just didn't work out that way. But. Yeah, I mean, even the way things are going right now, unless we want to basically do, uh, <laughs> we, we should probably talk about this off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some kind of like live brainstorming here. <laughs> Not a good idea. Osiris is back again. Yes, he's died hey, three times this episode. You did. It's like you said, let me tell you something about number episode one, and then you just went completely silent. Yeah, maybe that was all I said. Maybe it was. We don't know. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you, know the, you know the James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice? In, do you know what the Japanese title is? James Bond Dies Twice? <laughs> I think Cyrus is kind of like reliving that. Maybe this episode should be called Cyrus Dies Thrice. That sounds about right. Rest All right. in peace, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take another quick break here and then close out the show. So stay tuned. Right, and we're back. And we're going to go ahead and go over, give give out our Twitter handles and then go ahead and close up the show. Uh, if you want to follow me, Danny Bivens, you can follow me on Twitter at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y-B as in boy, I-V. Yes. Sometimes I put out some cool pictures of game-related stuff that I'm buying, so you can Seriously? be on the lookout for that. Um, James, how about you, man? Uh, yeah, I'm at Family Complicated. Um, I just... Uh retweeted a comment from a recent Bomberman R news article and people were speculating what the R could stand for. They, they were interviewing um, uh, who makes that game? Konami. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, ignored, I ignored what the official answer was and looked at the comments and one guy said um, probably reduced or repriced is the name he's looking for. So I agree with that guy. There it is. <laughs> no one's going to pay $40 for that game. <clears throat> I'm good. 
See you later. Yes. Uh, Ty. Yeah, uh, my Twitter is super cat drugs. I've been posting a lot of uh, bizarre fighting game history, uh, some retweets, some video game nostalgia trips. My my latest and greatest Generation X uh, tweet is waiting for some interactions. <laughs> cool. So once again, that's super cat drugs. Sweet. All right, and uh, Cyrus, how about you, buddy? Uh, I am Elsai. <laughs> Okay. On Twitter, <laughs> I am mainly talking. No, Cyrus dies four times. God dang it! Why does this not want me to speak? <laughs> so find me at Cellside. I talk about my confusion about Fire Emblem. Okay. And okay. I will complain about censorship. Well, before Cyrus dies again, <laughs> maybe we should all just get out of here. So thank you for listening, and as always, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. And we will catch you guys next time. So see you later. Take it easy. Peace out.